What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you. But you know what we got to do first. We are running late. I know this is hours, hours late. It's been a hectic fucking week. I'm really sorry about it. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the Patreon. That's right. The exclusive home of a lot of exclusive content. Come support the podcast. Support me. For as little as $3 a month, that is $0.10 cents a fucking day. If you would just be like, here's a dime, Matt. Here's another dime, Matt. Here's another dime, Matt. You'd be supporting the fucking show. So go do that at patreon.com slash Slayer. This is a really manic and fast read because I am running super behind schedule. Sorry. We are also brought to you this week by my Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash Slayer. Come hang out on the Twitch. We're doing community game night in like... 15 minutes. That's why I'm doing this ad read so fucking fast because I got to try to get this done before I get on Twitch Live. So come hang out on Thursdays for sure for Community Game Night while we play Goose Goose Duck. I am streaming throughout the week a bunch of other games. Come hang out. Twitch.tv slash Slayer. My guest this week is returning for a third time the one, the only Eddie Torres of the Rock and Roll Beer Guy podcast. Eddie and I talk about all sorts of shit. Drinking stories weird fucking international bullshit stories, what he's going on with his new projects, his books, a whole bunch of stuff. Just sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy Drinking Buddies. Cheers, man. It's been too fucking long. This is actually your third appearance on the show and the first one we were actually appearing on camera. Yeah. Yeah, the first one we had no shot, no camera, huh? Yeah, you were, we you were old a, school enough that you're audio only. We took a picture. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, this is a really cool setup you got here now compared to the first time where I was on a kitchen table with a doily. are we live is this happening oh yeah we're recording we are definitely recording i apologize for my language Uh, doily that is really fucking offensive sorry that i called you a doily i know that's a jewish uh thing you're gonna end up like your heroes (laughs) end up like your fucking heroes look look what i'm wearing cancel rain and bozio 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 however you want to pronounce it he hates it uh but we're trying to get him canceled he does it to himself. That is official and now we drink merch available at the merch store. Bing. The thing is, um, you know, apparently it's a good thing to get yourself canceled these days. On one hand, I kind of agree because you have to be famous enough to actually for anyone to give a fuck to cancel you. Right. But you have to get famous first before right. getting canceled. Otherwise, it doesn't work out. Yeah. People are like, cancel that dude. And they're like, who? Who is that? Why? I, who cares? <laughs> one viewer on your live stream like that's my life that's why i I stopped doing twitch because i would be playing and i'm trying to like act out like whoa a really cool scene here nothing nothing like one friend would jump on like hey dude i I would jump on your live streams when i was around i know that's it was you and like two other people (laughs) one of them was like my cousin just doing me the favor he wasn't even watching he just put it on and put the phone to the side like lark (laughs) 
He doesn't even watch it. He's like, oh, yeah, here, I'll set it up to help Eddie out and do my, my own gaming, you know, because that's usually what I'm spending my free time in is uh, gaming and my work time. All the glad. time gaming. That's what I'm doing now. And uh, still running a podcast occasionally. Oh, yeah, I think. I think there's a podcast happening. <laughs> I mean, besides the one you're on right this second. Are we on a podcast? <laughs> no, we're just hanging out in my living room. Very, very lit. Very lit. I smoked some really good Saints joints. All right. We're just getting the plugs right out of the way. Saints joints. They've been supporting the podcast since day one, man. And uh, just sending me collector's boxes. That's all they're sending me. Uh, but they've been supporters of the podcast since day one. I can't really say much more. <laughs> he doesn't have the words for it. I don't have the word. No, I'm not allowed to say certain things. So uh, thank you for having me back on the show, dude. I appreciate it. More Buffalo Trace down the gullet. We're yeah. going we're gonna to say we're some gonna... things we're not supposed to say. Speak for yourself. I'm going to continue to say things like I always do. If, if anyone, I should be the canceled one, probably. Maybe. Soon. You know, we'll see. As soon as I get my SEO in order. Yeah, but do, you got to make it right. You know, like, you got to make sure you pick, like, a whatever you're going to get canceled on, you have to make sure that you do it, like, on a special day for that thing that's get, that you're going to, you know, make fun of, depending on what it is. Race, gender, whatever. You know, how about the Irish on St. Patrick's Day? That'd be very... But, uh, you know... I like St. Patrick's Day. I am from Jersey, man. We used to celebrate it. <laughs> I'm from Chicago. We used to have two parades. There are two. There used to be uh, two yeah. St. Patrick's Day parades. There was the official city parade, and then there was the Southside Parade, which was basically just a riot. Well, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I used to go to uh, the one in uh, Savannah sometimes. In Savannah, Georgia. I would make the drive up from Miami because they like dye the river green and shit and i mean it's terrible for the environment but it looked cool and uh you know just go party get some drinks meet some strangers like the good old days can't do that much anymore i mean you can it's just you know you might die over it yeah i don't know if it's worth dying over to be honest i don't know if going to pro wrestling on mushrooms is worth dying over but <laughs> here we are uh hey man you know i just i'm a man of the people I like to provide. So, you know, shrooms were mentioned. I was like, well, I just so happened to have some. No, you 100% made the night much more enjoyable for me. I know. You're not a wrestling fan. I was surprised you wanted to go. I'm happy you went, though, because you're a friend, and I, I enjoy hanging out and doing things that, that I enjoy. Even, you know, wrestling is something that uh, big, <laughs> it's a big part of my life now, apparently. So I'm into it. You know, I'm, I'm, I go to the live shows. I'll go support. I have friends that are doing the, th the thing, and... I gotta, I gotta be there for the boys. Yeah, I'm, I was an old school like ECW mark back in the day, but since finding MMA, I just kind of like interest in pro wrestling went. Oh yeah, went down, and it's just like I was there for the hang with my friends. Right, like, right, right. Well, that it ha that happened to me too with MMA for a while. I missed a bunch of like the big names that everybody's freaking out about now, like CM Punk and John Cena. I missed all that. I wasn't there for John Cena's big run. So to me, John Cena is just the dude from the movies who's really funny, you know? And I went back because of local independent shows. Like, that's what got me back into, like, all right, well, 
if the local shows are this good, there's got to be something good happening on a bigger scale. And that's when I found like New Japan and, you know, got, got back into WWE. And, and you I'm know. sorry about the WWE stuff. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Yeah. It's been bad for 20 years. No, it was going good for a bit, man. And they did. But they do this thing where they, they build up stuff that makes me interested. And then right before it's like blue balls every time it's like, oh, right before you're edging me. And then Vince and I, McMahon's been edging you for 20 years. Yeah. Vince McMahon has been edging me for 20 years and it's I'm over it. I'm done. Like I'm going to go. It's no longer your kink. I'm not into it anymore. I'm not into it. I like it. I like it rougher now, like an AEW or New Japan, the strong style. I like it rough now. See, I mean, I had fun at the show, but it was just at the end of the day, it was just kind of like, I'm not invested in any of these storylines. Right. And the problem for me, I don't know if you heard me talking about it the night out, but it's like when you have actual MMA fighters in your promotion, it's really hard for me to suspend disbelief that they're going to possibly lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't think Josh has lost a match in a while. Uh, Barnett. Well, he books himself most of the time, so. Yeah. You know, he's Notoriously, bookers don't lose. Notoriously. It's, he's the war master. He can't lose. When he loses, the, the battle is over. Get it? So if I think, you know, he's, he'll do it proper when he does retire, where he'll go out on his shield like they do. You know, go out on your back. That's what they say. So I don't know. They said that in a lot of industries. Yeah, go out on your back. I, I feel that I, uh, I've i started this podcast weird, and I want to apologize to your listeners. Uh, I'm not who you think I am. That's all I'm going to say. Wait. Sorry, I've been smoking too much weed. Um, no, You're I, an impersonator, Eddie? I'm an impersonator. I do, I, I, I've been dealing with this, that um, I have imposter syndrome, dude. Whenever I'm at a, in a situation, most of the time I tell myself that I don't belong there when I shouldn't be saying that because that makes it negative. That makes me think of it as a negative situation where I should be is just, you know, hey, I'm here. This is part of the deal, you know, uh, but lately and I would say within the last two years, that's become more and more of a problem where I'm like, man, what the what the fuck? Why am I thinking that? I don't know. Brain damage. Brain damage. I have a lot of it. I have a lot of it. I have had multiple accidents in my life. I'm actually recovering from one uh, as of now, and I'm feeling better. But yeah, it's there's definitely brain damage. Jumping off of a stage, landing on my head. You know that happens. Rough sex. Rough sex. I don't. I don't know. I don't take. Uh, I don't like getting hurt during sex. But it happens sometimes. Yeah, no, I, it's a kink, and I, I'm not shaming anybody that's into it. I'm just, uh, I don't like the pain receival. Like, I've, you know, you usually see it in movies and shit where, like, whenever there's a, a character that's all trying to be over-sexualized or something like that, they give him a kink. Like, oh, the nipple twisting or, you know, whatever, spanking. Like, I'm not, like, putting the thing in the mouth. That's not, I'm not into that. I can't deal any, uh, that doesn't do anything for me. So, but I did discover, you know, what I am into, which is nice, because for years... Uh, like my early twenties where I was whoring around, I was in a band, you know, Mohawk doing the thing. Uh, I always felt like I needed to do whatever it took to get laid. And that meant accommodating to the lady and her desires of whatever the fuck she's into just to get in her pants. You know what I mean? 
where uh, when I find, but it never felt like my own shit. Like I was just doing it for her and like, that's fine. That's cool. But I just never really found what I was into until I discovered that, you know, certain, certain, uh, things that you know, a little choking a little bit of grabbing, like that's nice. I didn't even know I liked that. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't understand how you didn't know you liked that. You, before we got on air, you're like, I like stretching people out. Yeah. And you've been like, I've been like stretching people out since high school. I've been hurting people for a long time. How did you not put two and two together here? <laughs> how did you take that long to figure I that used, out? Eddie? I used to go to mosh pits just to mosh. It didn't even matter what band was playing, dude. I had four buddies from high school and we would, we would buy matching fucking jumpsuits with combat boots. All right. And we would like just put patches on them and shit. And we would, ha- we had mouth guards. <laughs> we had mouth guards and we would just go into pit and we wouldn't really we weren't there to hurt anybody what we were doing was uh like having fun causing chaos a little bit but not hurting and then occasionally we would spot somebody being an asshole and we would kick his ass that was the deal somebody's being a jerk somebody knocks somebody down doesn't pick him up you know somebody is like purposefully trying to hurt someone like grabbing somebody's head or trying to kick it or some shit like that the, the, always Inter- the skinhead in the fucking pit. right interfere that was it it was a bunch of cuban boys just trying to control the pit a little bit but also in incite some excitement you know get people running around I, I i did a lot of that shit and i don't even know how i fell into that world but they just they just invited me one day i'm like yeah all right let's go and it was I don't know. I did a lot of moshing in my day. I can't. Uh, I can't say that forty-year-old Eddie is stoked about how his body feels every time he wakes up. <laughs> I know that pain. Oh, <laughs> but I've been trying to stretch. Uh, I do a lot of stretching now. A little yogi, little yoga stuff. I used to do it a lot more when I was younger, man. Were you on that DDP yoga? No, I tried. It works. I'll tell you. I tried a little bit. I tried it for like a month, and I just stopped. I don't know why I stopped. Did it make you stop drinking? Is that why? Uh, no. You know, I don't think I have a drinking problem. Well, obviously, it's not a problem. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I've, I've had this conversation with my wife because it is, it is a thin line between, like, what we do in our drinking and falling into alcoholism, like, despair, you know? Well, it's like the fine line between uh, insanity and genius. Right. And I'm already dealing with that on it on my own. And then I, I also, you know, I, I'm, I do manage though. My body does manage to just like, if I don't want to drink anymore, I can stop and I'll stop for months. And then later on, like, oh, well, I'll take a shot. Like, I, the, I don't want to do hard drugs. I don't want to do fucking heroin or fentanyl, any of that shit. But I'm going to smoke weed. And if somebody offers me shrooms, I'll do some shrooms, you know, and uh if i'm an adult if i want to do coke one more time <laughs> hopefully not laced with fentanyl yeah that's the thing you can't do coke in la nope well you can i have three narcan kits in the fucking fridge <laughs> i really do for someone who does not do cocaine at all i do have three narcan kits in the fridge do you sh- should you be saying this on camera that i have narcan kits <laughs> that i don't do cocaine yes i can say i don't do cocaine on camera all right all right I'm not into coke. <laughs> not into it. No, I was just wondering what the nar like is that like. I don't know what that is. Like, can you buy that at like Walmart? Uh, I got it from some 
dude that a friend knew that that sounds shady as fuck dude it could be i mean they could be <laughs> bad narcan kids someone's gonna od in here i'm gonna be like my bad no yeah, that sounds shady as fuck i would throw that out i don't know i, I mean i don't do opiates either it's for guests right but you don't want to kill a guest well i don't want them to die of an od so <laughs> mm, we're gonna gamble a little just a little bit of a gamble uh yeah i don't know i'm glad I'm, i don't i'm, I'm i mean blessed. they're sealed no no I'm I'm blessed that my body is able to unplug from a connection like that. Like cocaine, I used to do a lot of it, and now I can just I'm fine. I don't need it back. There's energy drinks. There's coffee. You know, I I, I that does the same shit to me. It just wakes me up, makes me hyper. Um, makes you want to write a screenplay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Write a whole. I have four books that I'm writing. It's not even a joke. I'm writing four books. What the fuck are you writing four books about? I have two novels that I'm writing that are like. One of them is a suspense thriller about the Mandala effect. It's a pretty interesting story. I, I've, I've, I've uh, shopped it to a few people that like it, that are like writers on TV shows. They're like, oh, shit. Like, I need a writer because I suck at writing. I'll write it out, but it's going to sound like a fucking kindergartner on acid. You know, like I... <laughs> I suck at writing, writing. I have good ideas. When I put it down on paper, somebody else can like edit that, make it sound better, please. So I don't sound like a autistic, like I might have autism. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't got checked out. Help. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm the wrong guy to help you out there. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, autistic. I got it. You got it. I yes. diagnosed you right here on air. Thanks, guys. It's all your fault. I'm just kidding. He's autistic. I'd like to thank my parents for this gift. Apparently, you can make it in Hollywood if you're autistic. Either way, so it doesn't matter. Sadly, you're like my second autistic guest. Oh, yeah. Third. Third? Well, Josh Meyerowitz. Oh, yes. I mean, he's got it in the branding, so he has to go first. I hung out with him the other night at the comedy store. It was fun. How's Josh doing? I haven't seen him in a minute. He's good, man. He's doing a roast battle where he's like the hype man. I mean, that's been his gig forever. Yeah. He comes out and... Starts chanting, battle, battle, and try to get the whole crowd. So I went to the store the other night to see that. And, uh, man, tough crowd. The the belly room at 10 p.m. was tough. Like, sil- like the, the comedians had to start roasting the fans in order for the fans to start getting happy and, like, laughing. You're at the fucking comedy store on a Tuesday at 10 p.m. How are you not there to laugh? It's ridiculous, dude. The, the comedians were, were all, all of them, every time. They're like, so what do you think about the, the roast battle? They're like, I don't care about the roast battle. What is wrong with you people? Like, why aren't you laughing? Why are you, why are you here? Why are you paying money? Parking is like $20. You have a two-drink minimum. The tickets are $15. You're spending money to not laugh. What is that, dude? So... Eventually, the show turned around. It was good. It became good like halfway through, but the crowd, man. And, but that's just a testament to the, like Brian Moses and, and the band, you know, Joel Jimenez and fucking Chroma Chris and Jetski. And they have uh, the Saudi prince. And like he's hilarious. And it's, it's thankfully, it's, uh, it, it's, got, it's got its own thing going. Doesn't matter if the crowd sucks. And they're, so good at what they're doing that they can turn the crowd around, which is very difficult to do, I think. Sorry, I was having like a, I was, my brain was trying to drift away. I was trying to get bilocational. I have too much going on, Matt. 
It's a hard, hard knock life, Eddie. Yeah. It's uh, white people problems, but I ain't white. You know? Hollywood problems. Hollywood problems. That's what it is. Since you actually live in fucking Hollywood, finally. It's taken a while, uh, but I feel like I'm assimilating well to Hollywood. I mean, as you can see, I'm wearing this douchebag jacket. I try to make it cool by adding a New Japan patch to it. Um, it, it works. When I go to wrestling shows, people are like, oh, shit. I'm like, yeah, cool. Makes me cool. Yeah. That's how you get cool. Just wear wrestling shit, but like so subtle that the nerds freak out about it. You know, the smarks. Yeah, you're, you're, you're cool to wrestling marks. Got yeah, it. yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out what my demographic is, you know? I got to get my audience down. It's kind of weird. Uh, my show's weird. I have, you know, mostly music, but there's wrestlers and there's comedians, and I've just, I don't give a shit anymore. I just want to talk to whoever I want to fucking talk to. Hey, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I've been doing that from the jump. Yeah, well. Just a lot of people that fuck on film. <laughs> Mostly people. <laughs> Not mostly. I mean, I mean, lot, I, I'm, I've I've fucked on film, so ta-da. Oh shit! Are you going to be you know, raking in the the hub soon? No, no, no. I can't go. I'm retired. I'm a civilian. I'm living that civilian life. Though I could put this episode on Pornhub. <laughs> I started uploading episodes to Pornhub recently. Hey, if it works for you, man, fuck it. The people are watching it. It's actually gotten some decent views. Yeah, you got porn stars. I mean, what other audience? I mean, that's the audience. Well, it, it's really just me hacking fucking Pornhub search engine because if you search that porn star, the episode will come up. Because people are not necessarily searching porn stars on YouTube. So how do you feel that whenever somebody stumbles upon your show, they have their dick in their hand or their, you know, their bean in, in finger? I'm bringing joy to people. <laughs> how would I not feel great? I mean, I guess. I mean, if I was trying to rub one out and uh, your face shows up on my screen, I mean, that's it. I'm not rubbing one out anymore. Yeah, you finish. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it. Now I'm gay. <laughs> Loving me doesn't make you gay. Dude, I have so many uh, Republican friends from Cuba that uh, I communicate with that uh, are so homophobic. It blows my goddamn mind. Why Why is Latin culture so fucking homophobic? It's bananas. I have no explanation, dude. Because some of the greatest things to ever come out of Cuba are, are gay. Like this, uh, this, the movie Fresa y Chocolate, Strawberry and Chocolate. One of the best movies I've ever seen. And it's about a gay dude and, and, and the, the acting is incredible. I recommend it. Also, Bitter Sugar. That's a good Cuban movie that's like black and white, I think. Uh, but anyway, point is... One of my earliest memories is my mom's best friend was a drag queen and he was Cuban. And like, to me, like that's just part of our culture. So I don't understand when I talk to these guys and they're like, oh yeah, no, uh, that's really bad. And I'm super Republican and super Christian. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're brown. You're not invited to that party. If you got enough money, you are. Yeah, I guess. But most of them don't have that money. Most of them came from Cuba on a fucking raft. And I, or won the lottery and flew in on a plane. They have those. They like have lotteries where you get plane tickets. And, you know. What a shitty lottery. It, Welcome to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. They get here. They're like, oh, fuck. No. <laughs> like, what a shit lottery. It's just I won. More, I won. I'm in fucking Miami. It's, fuck. It's more Cuba. Awesome. It's Miami's insane, dude. Miami is the craziest place. I've been around to a lot of different states blessed whatever you want to say i'm thankful grateful 
all the breweries that have flew me around the fucking states and touring and all that shit like nothing is like miami and I, that's not a good thing like i'm not praising miami but that's the thing people from miami take that as a compliment they're like yeah that's right bro like, no. Yeah, that's right. Your daily crazy accident on the dolphin, and it's so insane. It's so everything you've ever heard about Florida man is real. It's real as fuck. You know, I lived in Hialeah for six months at one point, right? Oosh, oosh. <laughs> okay, now what part of Hialeah are we talking? Like right on the Hialeah Miami Lakes border. Oh yeah, you were on the no yeah you were you were in the rich hood. You were in Hialeah. Hialeah, 49th Street, that's where it gets nuts. Northeast, because like for some crazy ass reason, the in Miami, all the streets are it's a grid. They have a great grid. They- yeah, it's a grid. But for some reason, when you start heading when you start heading past a certain t- point in Miami where it becomes Hialeah, it goes from northwest to northeast. And you're going in the same direction. It just flips like boop. Like, wait, what? So like Hialeah Northeast 49th Street is also Northwest 107th Avenue. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? How, who wrote, who put this together? People on cocaine. Yeah. That's what it is. There's a lot of really good cocaine in Miami. If you're going to do cocaine, uh, Hollywood people watching this, get it from Miami. Don't get the fentanyl shit from here. The coke from here smells like gasoline. That's not good. That's not a good sign. Don't do it. The more you know. The more you know. But yeah, no, I was stuck there for six months in 2012. 2012. Where was I in 2012? I was there. I was in that area. Maybe you were at one of the parties. No, I didn't go to the fucking parties. All I did was work and then watch UFC events at some pool hall that was near my hotel. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think where that area is. It's not worth it. Anyway, Miami's insane and I will never move back. I will definitely come visit, though. Love you guys. See, I won't even visit. No, I want to visit because I have good friends, and I want and I want to have some of the the real Cuban food. I miss it. There's no real go, Cuban food. Go back here. to Cuba. No, no, no. Come on. I went to Cuba. It was fun. Mm, yeah, because you're a gringo. You could do whatever you want over there. I know. I did. Cubans cannot. <laughs> Don't tell me you're Cuban. I'd look pretty Cuban. It's hard to. I, I either I'm Cuban or Arab, so Don't break out that Arab. Money. I got the I got the Castro beard. You know what I mean? And I used to wear the Castro hat. Just be like, just you know, change the accent up a little bit. Pretend you're Arab. Throw money around. Uh, I don't have the money to throw around in Cuba. You do. No, I don't have any money to throw around. <laughs> Guys, go to my Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/rrbg. Subscribe. I got some stuff. It's old. I have some old videos from like Psycho Las Vegas uh, from 2019, and that's my Patreon content. But I'll add more. I promise. I'm, if like you make it worth my while, you know what I mean. Like if if I see people subscribing, then I'll be like, oh shit, I'll put some stuff out. Unlike my Patreon, where I update it regularly. Yeah, fuck this guy, man. You know, I I sorry, can't. Sorry, I can't help. I'm not creatively bankrupt, and I have fucking ideas that I put on my Patreon. I have ideas. I just don't have time or effort or money. Well, I don't have money i beg to differ sir you have three cameras and two giant lights uh you have these fucking uh sm7bs that i've been wanting for years like yeah you got your financing you're financing dog (laughs) (laughs) layaway so here's my my so okay uh i'm very proud to announce that i am officially in the good credit category 
after, you know, turning 40, which it took a while. But growing up, when I was in my teens, my mother decided to take a bunch of credit cards out in my name and buy a bunch of shit for the family and not pay for it. She's like, wait, you can get these cards. All I got to do is give my kids social and I get a card with like $500. Eddie, you're getting a new computer. And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. Dude, I had a, she bought me a computer once and people showed up to the house to take it. <laughs> you had a computer fucking repoed? Yeah. They repoed your pornography? Yeah. I had a hard drive full of cool ass shit that I was downloading. Pictures. Cool ass shit. Pictures I was photoshopping, you know, music yeah. I was working on. And gone. Pornography. So much pornography. Gone, dude. And it was fucking insane to me that like that my mother and, and the way she was raised that was okay that was okay like hey just ruin your son's credit your kids all the kids she's got two other kids their credits fucked forever like <laughs> and then I, not only just the credit cards the one that really got me was uh so she convinced my grandfather to pay for my college so my grandfather gave money for me to go to college she then took out a student loan in my name without consulting with me. Put it on my credit. Kept my grandfather's money. I don't know where it went. Food. No, she didn't do blow. She's, she's, too, she's too old for blow. But, uh, Not in those days. But no, she was drinking. I mean, this was 20 years ago. Drinking for sure. Then she was definitely doing blow. You cannot drink in Miami and not do blow. <sighs> I don't know. She was very religious. So she, oh, God. I, alcohol is a sin in the Bible. Cocaine is not. Yeah, I know. But like my, my, she, would, she considered cocaine delinquent shit. You know, she was traditional in that sense. Hey, sometimes you got to do delinquent shit, though. Yeah. Her delinquent shit was buying a fucking sixth of vodka and getting trashed. I mean, I, dude, this woman tossed my six-foot-tall bong and like she just grabbed it and threw it in the street. She's like, I can't believe you're doing this. And, oh, and I'm like, you just cost me $350. That's how much I gave for that pipe. And and years later, she's like, hey, you're coming over for the holidays to visit. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Can you bring some weed? I want to smoke it before I get too old. I'm like, you fucking bitch. Only if you got a $350 pipe to smoke it out of, lady. Yeah. Like, you owe me money. What the fuck are you talking about? You have ruined my credit. That's worse than $350 bong. It's insane. It's insane. My, that shit has to be fucking illegal. Yeah. Well, you know, what am I going to do? Turn my mother into the fucking yes. feds? I can't See, this that. is why you're not white. Yeah. that's why White people would be like, mom's going to jail. Yeah. I mean, you know, sh would I have won that case? Absolutely. But I'm not that. I can't do that. But you should remind her of it every Christmas. Oh, I, I don't. I do by not showing up. No, you should show me, like, you're only free because of me. Yeah, well, yeah. That'll be Pass good. some ham. Just do it on the gift, uh, on the card. Just write a card out and do it. put it on the card with a $100 bill. Here you go. No, no no money. Like, why are you going to put, why are you going to throw good money after bad at that point? That's true. That's true. No money. No money. Just a card that says, you're only free because of me. How about it? I wish you, if, if it would have happened at, like, a restaurant, I'll just, it'll be the card and, like, the bill in the card. <laughs> Pay for the food, too, while you're at it. Okay? Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's it's nuts, dude. I'd yeah. pay for this, but you know, I don't have a credit card. Yeah, mom. Yeah. So it's been all these years. Um, I haven't had an income tax return for many years. Oh, well, that's gonna end poorly. 
So no, I mean, they were taking it for the loans. That was it. Like, Every oh, oh, you were filing. I, I was filing. Oh, no. no in my no. brain, I'm like, oh, you're just not filing taxes? Eddie, no, no, you shouldn't no, no. admit that on the no, internet. No, come on. I'm not an idiot. Come on. You got to pay your taxes, people. I don't give a fuck. Uncle Sam, big brother. Uh, I'm a free spirit. Fuck you. Pay your taxes because otherwise we don't have a civilized nation. More importantly, you end up like Wesley Snipes. He's in coming to America, too. He's doing all right. After jail yeah well you know that was you telling me he went to jail he was at a hotel all right he had cable and that all he did was just get more jacked i think inmates get cable normally yeah well like my dad went to jail my dad went to jail for i forget six seven years whatever long he came out smarter he knew more shit about computers because he would sit there and read all the books he learned um how to code websites he got jacked. Like, the first thing he did was send me a picture of himself on a fucking pool slide like this, like Superman. And it was just muscles and glistening, sorry, glistening tan, bald head. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, dude, you should get yourself arrested. <laughs> did you immediately leave your mother be like, I can do better? Oh, my God. Oh, no, they broke up before he went to jail. So that was, uh, he, he went through... A relationship while he was in jail <laughs> with someone else it was insane dude oh my god that's how i'm gonna not be single i'm gonna go to fucking jail there you go there you go go to jail you get your you get yourself wifed up you get those conjugal visits you, well, know? Not, uh, <laughs> you get fed you know uh three hots in the cot it just depends how white you are you know you, the, the type of jail you go to my dad happens to be a cuban who is white skinned green eyes you know, and all he's got to do is shave his head. He looks like a fucking Nazi. So he's all set. He's fine. He's that European Cuban. Like there's different types of Cuban. There's the ones that were the Europeans that stole the Africans and took them to Cuba to be slaves and then raped them. So like the, all the babies came out. And it's like either they're leaning towards the European genes or they're leaning towards the African genes. Well, and there's some natives that got fucked in there too. There was natives too. Like my great uh, my great grandmother was native. Apparently, I don't know. I, I've tried looking into it because I heard that my mom said it, and I'm like, you're probably lying because you're a pathological liar. But also, get me any kind of information because we might have some money. You know what I mean? <laughs> if great Grammy is a uh, owed some land, we should probably find out. But no, we're not owed anything. We have nothing. Well, you're Cubans. Of course, you're not no. given anything. No, nope. so It's all part of the state, comrade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not, well, oh, aren't we communists now? I haven't been paying attention to the news. Since Trump left office, it just got boring. You know what I mean? Like, the, the news is just not exciting to watch. It's kind of how I feel about the WWE, you know? Um, it's just boring. I don't want to watch it anymore. I don't know what's going on. Apparently, Biden is sleepy. That's all I got. I don't really know. He's an old motherfucker. I, I expect him to be sleeping. But is he communist? No. Nope. Are we in communist China now? Dude, he... Hell, as much as I hate to admit, we got more Trump bucks than we did Biden dollars. What do you mean? Like the, the stimulus checks? Yeah. We got more under Trump than we did from Biden. Those stimulus checks are really bad, dude. We shouldn't be having stimulus speak checks. Your, speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> <laughs> speak for your fucking self. I mean, I myself spent my stimulus checks, yes. I, dude, so how about this? My father, who is a felon, deportee status, fled to Mexico 
got all three stimulus checks. I bet they went really far in Mexico. Yo, what? How? What are you talking about? You're a felon who they are looking for. Not like... It's not, <laughs> it's not like something he did a long time ago. And, eh, it was, you know, like a ticket. No, they're looking for you. <laughs> and they sent you money. <laughs> I mean, that was to entice him back to come back to America. Like, America's not so bad. Come back. Come back. Dude, look, listen. I am not a political person. I don't really pay attention to any of that shit. But the fact that that happened is really troubling to me. The fact that my father got all three stimulus checks really upsets me. Why, did you only get two? No, I got all three too, man. It's just, I really don't, like, and I still have to wear my seatbelt? Fuck you, you know? You don't like, have to wear your seatbelt. Nah, you do. You get no, tickets. you don't. You get tickets, bro. Only if you get caught. I get caught all the time. I'm not slick. We'll work on that. <clears throat> Work on it. That's all you got to do. I was going to sing a song, but I decided not to, not to uh, yell and scream right now. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so. So did you get a cut of your father's checks? I did not. But you know where he is. Like, be like, yo, I will turn you in. I won't turn mom in, but I will turn you in. Give me my piece. They can't get him. He doesn't care. He has an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> He'll give a shit because they can't get him where he's at. It doesn't matter. There's no jurisdiction where he's at. I thought Mexico will send people back as long as they're not going to be convicted yeah. of murder. Yeah, well, he's in a neighborhood. When I Okay, I went to go see him, by the way, after a very long time. Many, many years had passed, like eight or nine. So I went to go to see him in Mexico. And when we drove into uh, his, what do you call it? It's you know when in, in Miami there's a lot of those where they have a gate like a security guard gated community a gated community there we go when we entered his gated community where the security guard was on the right hand side there was a cage with a tiger in it it really sounds like your dad doesn't need those checks no exactly and I'm like that's a tiger he's like oh yeah there's another one over here and there's a couple cages over there with some more and there's like People, all white people, all old white people with their fucking like pink pastel button up shirts and khaki shorts in little golf carts. Hey, what's up, Bob? So it's like Miami. Mexico. It's like, but that's like Miami. Mm. That's like parts of Miami. It really is. Uh, well, certain parts of Miami. There is an island. The By the way, I, I, I may have said this in another podcast, but there is an island in Miami. When you go south. Towards the keys, but before the keys, there's a turnaway, and you go. It's to the left. That's all I remember. When you're heading south to the keys, you turn left, and there's a street. It goes down, and there's nothing. It's just trees, and the road. You go down for a while, and eventually you get to a security guard booth. You have to have your credentials, or they won't let you in. Simple as that. The guy has a gun. Like, I think you're it's not Florida, gonna... of course he does. Yeah, yeah. So, I got in because I was selling beer to one of the restaurants in there. I just happened to, you know, that was just in my territory. And I, they're like, yeah, go visit the account. I'm like, okay. Drive in, they let me in. It's an entire neighborhood of white people and they have their own currency. Like they have a card, it's their member card. And that's the only way you can buy stuff in there. 
in the town and the town has everything it has a hospital it has a fucking airport and a golf course it's got a mall restaurants all kinds of shit it's all there like you don't need to leave this little island this little gated community ever that's it and it was all white people and that's in florida it's insane it's all like really expensive shit i did a i did a beer dinner at one of the most you know fancy restaurants there and they you know the type of food where it's not really food it's just decorations you know like it, it looks really pretty oh i guess that's that you know like <laughs> I'm still very hungry. Can we go get a burger somewhere? Like, this <laughs> is not food. Um, but, it, you know, it was a fun time. I got, you know, I got to try some really crazy uh, cuisine thanks to working at Cigar City and doing these fucking beer dinners all the time. And it gives me experiences. I had to do speaking, public speaking, at all these beer dinners. You know, 30, 40 people are eating, and I have to, like, stand up between each course and explain the beer, how we ended up on this pairing, what the pairing is what the food is like, you know, it's a presentation. It's not just, Hey guys, have fun. See you later. Like, no, you have to do a presentation. And a lot of people that were in the beer business weren't doing that. They were just, they were lazy. So they would, they would set up an event and they just wouldn't even show up. So I was the only one that was like showing up to these events, making sure people were coming to these events. You know, I, I did an event for cigar city once where I brought out, I brought out uh, a cigar roller, I brought out some people to dance salsa on stage. Just some people like, hey, yeah, I, I knew some people that teach. I'm like, come over and, you know, whatever, dance. I bought uh, catering from a Cuban restaurant down the street. It was a whole Cuban-themed shit for Cigar City. So you just brought, like, your culture to the whites. Right. And then uh, I brought my own fucking coffee maker from home to make cafecitos for everyone. So I was walking around just pouring cafecitos for everyone throughout the, the night as they're drinking beer. And it was the... the they, the most amount of people that ever showed up to that world of beer. You know what I mean? It was like 500 fucking guests or whatever it was. And the Cigar City was like, uh, we need to hire that guy. <laughs> and I ended up working for them. But uh, I, I, I do, I, I have something that I can bring to the table for a lot of people. And I have a hard time trying to break that barrier to let people know. Like, I have to do crazy shit like that. Like, I'm going to do this ridiculous event and hopefully it works out, you know? And it, it did that did that time, but sometimes I'll I'll put myself out on a limb and you know lose happens. a laptop and grill them all. Good lord, that laptop is done. By the way, oh, it was done that night. Yeah, yeah, my laptop broke at grill them all. Um, it's in the underneath the bed now. I just I haven't been able to throw it out because I feel bad. <laughs> like ah, god damn it. But one day, one day I have a bunch of hard drives too with like old shit that I want to take to somebody. Be like, hey, can you? extract all this information and put it in an easier to digest you know like thumb drive or something you know uh because there's a lot of good shit a lot of good shit from my past that i would like back music shit like that i don't know i need more booze well there is booze right in front of you sir mm. but anyway um so my goal right now is to keep doing the podcast I'm going to keep doing episodes. I got some really good guests lined up. I've got... Do any of them fuck on film, though? I don't know. No. These are like musicians. Musicians occasionally fuck on film. Haven't you seen Vince Neil's dick? No. I don't want to. I mean, he definitely did a sex tape at one point. No, I mean, why would I look for that? <laughs> I mean, because at the point where that happened, uh, Janine 
was a girl girl only performer and unfortunately vince neal was the first boy girl scene that ever got published with her i'm all right i'm okay i can not see that uh well it's burned into my brain and i want to share <laughs> i i saw the trailer for the new pam and tom and i remember it was like it flashed back me to when i was a kid during that whole era and i remember i told my wife i'm like she was like why i didn't know you cared about pamela anderson i'm like she's the first like model i jerked off to ever she's like what i'm like yeah i was a little kid there was pictures of her like half naked and with boobies out and a little bush sticking out of her fucking Baywatch, you know, whatever. The oh, fuck. I mean, she was in Playboy a lot, a lot. Yeah. So it was one of my first like, you know, like girls that I looked at like that when I was a little kid. Yeah. What can I say? That's why I know about the Pam. And then like the Pam and Tom uh, sex tape is like burned in my brain. The only scene that's burned in my brain is when he honks the boat with his dick. That's just, it's just burned in my brain. Everything else I forgot about. I don't remember any of the sex. I just remember, I'm like, God damn it. What the fuck? Cinematic gold right there. Uh, that's, yeah. I mean, that should get an Oscar, I think. Tommy Lee's dick should get an Oscar. At least an AVN. <laughs> they better have that scene in this new movie. If they don't show the honking scene, I'm going to be very upset with this film. I mean, he full on steered the boat with his dick at one point. Oh, they have to do that, though. They have to. If that's so not, ridiculous. If that's not in the Pam and Tom movie, I'm not interested. Bucky Barnes, go back to fucking Captain America shit, you know? But if you did steer the boat, then you are Tommy Lee, sir. That's how I see it. I'll, I'll, that's better than having Machine Gun Kelly play him. Was that what was going ha to happen? No, in the fucking the biopic, Machine Gun Kelly did play Tommy Lee. <sighs> in the, the dirt or whatever the fuck, the one based on... Look, man, I, I usually, I don't like burning bridges, you know, because the nature of what I do with the podcast and, and connecting people together, and that's what I want to do is just connect people together to have a good time. But Machine Gun Kelly needs to fuck off. That's it. I don't, I don't care. Like, he, I just saw the other day, he's releasing a line of, uh, genderless nail polish. I didn't know nail polish had gender in the first place. Exactly. And my wife said it. I said it out loud. I read the headline and she's like, isn't nail polish already genderless? You don't need to, you can wear nail polish. doesn't matter. <laughs> and that, uh, the fact that he can, he's going to make money from that shit really pisses me off. Like I just can't. And I, to the point where I can go past my morals of not talking shit and burning bridges just so, to wait, fuck that guy. So is the nail polish like branded they, them nail polish? I guess. I don't know how they're going to do it's it. It's non-binary nail polish? I guess. I guess. I have no idea how it's going to come out. I'm not going to read any further into Machine Gun Kelly's nail polish. I just needed the headline. I didn't even read the story. I just saw the headline. Like, <laughs> come on. Come on. The guy got dissed so hard by Eminem that he switched music genres. Dude, my favorite my favorite Machine Gun Kelly diss, as it were, is this YouTube self-defense channel breaking down his reaction after the encounter with Conor McGregor and Conor McGregor's reaction. He's like, Machine Gun Kelly, hours later, is still visibly shooken up. <laughs> and Conor McGregor is just like business as usual. Yeah. Well, because Conor's an unhinged maniac. Yeah, Conor's a murderer. <laughs> You know, he's trying to kill people. Um, doesn't care. He, I feel like he is going to go out that way, by the way. 
I feel, unfortunately, I know it's tragic and I'm not wishing this upon him at all, but I just feel like it's going to end up being some kind of stupid shit like that. Like, and someone's just going to shoot him? No, he's going to end up killing someone by mistake at a bar fight or some stupid shit, you know? I don't know, man. Like, outside the cage, you can't even put down an old man. That's what I'm saying, though. He's going to end up killing an old man just to prove a point. He's going to feel bad over that last one. People talking shit, so, you know. And no. kick an old man in a bar? Yeah, I mean, you know, enough cocaine and shit, shit fucking whiskey. Yeah, you'll end up... Uh, oh, we're going for multiple bridges tonight. Dope. I didn't say a name. Uh-huh. Not, it's not Buffalo Trace, I'll tell you that. Buffalo no, no, Trace we love great. Sazerac products. Guys, this episode is brought to you by Buffalo Trace. Whenever you need your throat to burn, just enough to singe all of the cankerous sores in the back, Buffalo Trace will help you with that. It also helps burning bridges. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it flammable? No, no. It's only like 97 proof. I used to drink this fucking bullshit Bacardi 151 with my buddy Tommy, who is no longer with us. One of my best friends. So shout out to Tomas. Cheers to you. But yeah, he used to fucking uh, feed me these fucking Bacardi 151 shots and like light them on fire. The flaming Dr. Peppers and shit. Oh my God, man. And like he, one day he got me real good because I was fucked up. I took a, I had smoked a bunch of weed and I had already been drinking and I walk into this party and uh, somebody hands me a blunt and I just take the blunt and immediately start smoking it. There's a DJ in the corner. All the lights are off. There's like a one, one of those cheap ass party city lights, just fucking me, boo, 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 you know, and some shitty techno music playing. There's people passed out on a couch. And then I look to the left and there's a kitchen and Tommy's in the kitchen and he pours me a shot. It's a, and it's a tall ass shot glass, like those stupid souvenir ones that are like, I got some of those. Yeah. Four shots in one or whatever the fuck. So he fills it up with 151 and he's like, come on. I'm like, what? He's like, come on. I'm like, oh, fuck. All right. Pound it. I put it down. I'm like having this, like I'm having that moment of like, oh, like that it's it's burning my head's like like you're doing too much and uh i put the shot glass down i fucking freak out for a second i look at him i'm like damn dude that was rough he's like what i'm like the shot he's like you haven't taken it and i look down and the shot's still on the table (laughs) and i was like fuck really he's like yeah you okay i'm like I don't know, man. I smoked a lot today. I did acid the other day. Like, fuck. I don't know. Whatever, man. All right. Cheers. Bah. <gasps> like immediately, I'm just like, oh my God. Oh no. And same thing happened again. When I look up, the fucking glass is full. And, I, and that's when I realized, I'm like, Tommy, you fuck. Stop. He's, he was fucking with me the whole time, pouring more while I was fucked up. And, and he, he would always do that shit to me just to fuck me up at a party. And I I don't even remember that night. I got in a fight with a friend because he took his dick out around my girlfriend. Like, it it was rough. It was a rough night. It was a typical Miami night. Somebody was getting tattooed in a bedroom somewhere, I think. Yeah. I I went to a party once where somebody got their finger cut off by a sliding glass door. It was the worst. I was outside, and I see, I'm looking in the kitchen window, and I see them arguing. And then I see the girl run. And she comes outside to the sliding glass door to the backyard where we're hanging out and slides open the door. And then she slides, like slams it back. And she's pissed. She's like, wah, wah, wah. and then the guy's like, wait, oh. you, just, you just see the, the finger like, bleep, bleep, bleep. I'm like, 
shit, shit. And he, he, like, he's in there like, oh, and the fucking girl, the girl comes running. She's like, oh, my God, what happened? I'm like, you cut his finger off. It's right over there. She picks it up, puts it in a cup with her drink in it. That can't be good <laughs> for like, it. It's a sterilizer. I'm like, <laughs> you don't want to sterilize it. You want to put on ice, you dumb bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. I didn't know any of these people either. I was just at a party that my friends were at, and they said, come over. And I was just like, sure. And yeah, I ran away after that whole scenario. I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk to cops. They're going to want a deposition. Like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm out of here. Fuck this. Did you do a lot of house parties when you were growing up? Uh, I did a fair amount. Nothing ever that crazy happened. There, one of my most visual, vivid memories of a house party was my buddy's birthday party. And for whatever fucking reason, we're stupid fucking teenagers. Him and this other kid who wanted to show off decided to do fucking shot for shot. My buddy puts him under the fucking table. And I just wasn't feeling it that night. I was being an emo fucking kid. I'm like just kind of hanging out by myself. He stumbles over to a bench next to me and he's like, Matt, what's wrong? I'm like, drama, drama. Two other friends pretty much pull up at our feet and like, hey, we're going to fuck now. Unless you want to watch, I'd just leave it. <laughs> and I'm, peace. This is before I gave a fuck about watching people have sex in public or oh, in yeah. person. I run away. I run back to the party. I'm like, and, and we're teenagers. Like, oh my God, they're fucking over there. I'm like, this is on the lawn in the backyard. Like, oh my God, they're fucking over there. And everyone's like, yo, where's Mike? Like, uh, mm. shit. We run back over and he is still on the bench. And these people are fucking at his feet. <laughs> and we're like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, I can't move. <laughs> He was so drunk that he was convinced if he stood up, he's a larger dude, that he was going to fall face first on top of them while they fucked. Uh, that would have been hot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I will, I will always have that ingrained in my brain and my buddy Mike just being like, I can't move. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. I mean, what's the, what's the worst you know, time you've had drinking? Like the worst time. I know there's one. Oh, there's some embarrassing ones. There's like the ones. worst one. The one that you're like, Fuck, I fucked up. Uh, let's see. I'm, there's a couple. I'm, I'm, I've done some drinking in my day, sir. Yeah. I know mine. I have it like locked in my brain forever. I'll never forget it. When it's just alcohol, not any drugs or anything. There's definitely ones where I've been just kind of... A, nah, I don't want kind of. I want uh, blackout. I'm, I'm trying to think of like the absolute fucking worst. The absolute... Because there was definitely like mild alcohol poisoning at my friend's house after bragging like i never puke on alcohol and then puking all over his fucking floor mm. and then being in a bathtub fucking shivering from fucking alcohol yeah uh that there's that one there's after one of the trips back to chicago after i was already on the west coast so i'm for, firmly a fucking adult at this point <laughs> drinking so much at a bar in chicago that my buddy's girlfriend's like, oh, do you want an Adderall? I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> and yeah. I don't really know how I got from the bar I was at to my old home bar, basically. And when I got there, even though I hadn't lived in Chicago at this point in like five, six years, they were totally cool with me just sleeping it off on the bar. Mm. So my ex-girlfriend, who I was going there to meet, shows up. 
Oh, God. And then I definitely said some embarrassing shit to her while drunk on this Adderall and just previously, like, she walked in and, like, couldn't find me and, like, called me and she's like, where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm sleeping at the end of the bar. Sorry. Jesus. And then after that went sideways, because, you know, of course it did. Yeah, of course it did. Like, I'm fucked up out of my mind and, you know, she's a doll and I still talk to her. Hmm. But... This is thankfully one of my few exes that is not messy. Not messy. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. uh, I mean, the moment she's single, I'm going to fuck her again. (laughs) The moment. Like, the moment. I will burn Uh, airline miles to get her out here. I'm not uh, going back to Chicago for it, but I'll fly her out here for it. Really? Like that, huh? So what do you think? Wifey material or just fucking material? I'd wife her up. Oh, shit. There he goes. Oh, no, I 100% said to her, like, when I went back for my fucking father's dying, I'm like, yo, you're the one who got away. I fucked up. <laughs> Just trashed out of my mind. Like, if she, still, if she still talks to you after that, I think you're good. You got a good chance then. Oh, I mean, I probably shouldn't air this shit on the internet, but <laughs> whatevs. She's I don't think, not watching. I'm yeah, sorry. she's not watching. She's <laughs> currently trying to negotiate an open relationship with her current boyfriend so she can come and fuck me. Yikes, dude. That sounds like so much trouble. That to me sounds like me in high school when I was like after crazy bitches. Like I, I was my thing for some reason or another. I would always, it had to be complicated. It couldn't just be oh simple. It wasn't hey, enough. Hey, that is <laughs> constantly my thing. Have we met? Dude. Yeah. So true. last time I went on a date with someone who was like, ab, was fucking normal. I, was, I ran. I was like. <laughs> Whoa. No daddy issues. No, no. Fuck that. She said on the first date her mom is her best friend, and I'm just like, oh, uh, yeah, this ain't going to work. Like, yeesh. like you're close to your family. and Have you seen my show? <laughs> that should be your pickup line from now on. Have you seen my show? Oh, my show is in all the dating apps. Like, I have clips from the show and, like, links to the show in all my dating apps. I'm just like, It's part of your gimmick. You know, just, hey, look what I do. Well, it's not even a look what I do. It's like, I would rather the trash see itself out. <laughs> like, if this is going to be a fucking problem, I'm not changing. Right, right, right. Yeah, this is who I am. Fuck you, otherwise. Oh, so back to the original super drunk story. Oh, yeah. After she left me at the bar, because she was smart enough to be like, yeah, Matt's too fucked up. I'm going. I then drunk dialed a couple porn, like female foreign performer friends in LA just trashed and being a mess. Yeesh. Yeah, that was that was a good time. And then one of my friends accused me of running out on my tab at the first bar I was at. Oh, I've had that happen to me. He's like, you ran out of your fucking tab. And like, I, for whatever reason, decided that I was drinking Angel's Envy Riot that night. Mm. You had that stuff? No. It's really good. It's $100 a bottle retail. Ooh. So you can imagine what it costs in a bar. Yeah. That's at least $100 for a shot. No, no, no. Not 50? quite. 50 eh. bucks a shot? In Chicago at Delilah's, it was definitely 25 a shot. Mm. But, you know. Was it a shot or did they pour it in a nice like little thing like this, like a tumbler thing? I was having it on, on, on rock, so mm. yeah, in a tumbler. But it's still like, you know how I drink. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And if I'm drinking to the point where like, yeah, an Adderall sounds like a good idea. God damn, dude. No. I did. I think I did a, a Valium once on, uh, on booze, and that really fucked me up. You're not. Ooh, those are not things you're supposed to mix. Yeah, my buddy was an idiot. Um, we're no longer buddies. I actually don't know what happened to the guy, and I kind of feel bad because he was a real mess, and I feel like it's not well. Whatever, Wherever he's at, it's not good. Was this a Florida friend? Yeah. He's still in Florida. 
No, he actually moved to California before I did because he wanted to be an actor. Or They deported him back to Florida. Don't worry. <laughs> Probably. Florida's uh, its own country. We deport people there. But yeah, he gave me a Valium and was like, chug this beer with it. And I'm like, why? He's like, trust me. I'm like, oh. Never trust someone with drugs when they're like, trust me. Yeah, and so I did it. And we went to the movies to go see this like weird 3D movie. It was a uh, cyber world something. It, it had like, it was all CG. And it, at one point had Homer Simpson in 3D. And he hits his belly and it waves in 3D. You know, and and he makes this like whatever the fuck sound he makes, and and it was, I just remember seeing that it was kind of it wasn't like a movie, it was just like a demo of computer graphics, if that makes any sense, like the kind of shit you see in screensavers and whatever. So I was in line to get into the theater, and I remember walking, like looking at my feet, just walking, and feeling like my tummy didn't feel good. I'm like. And then I remember looking up and looking at my friend's face and I see his face and he's, his lips are just moving. And I'm staring really closely at him like, oh shit. And I'm like, hey man, your lips are moving, but you know, you're not saying anything. And then I heard his voice. Hey, Eddie, uh, uh, like kind of like waving through, like passing by. I'm like, like Doppler effect shit. Yeah, like he said it, but then like then later I heard it passing by. And I'm gonna like, say, "Oh no!" <laughs> I, I remember grabbing myself and just looking around and looking at the, the. We were in line to buy tickets for this movie, and I just remember looking at everyone else and everybody else's lips moving and me not hearing words. And it's just like all I hear is like a like a you know muttering, mumbling, whatever the fuck noise, and just falling over and grabbing my friend's back, like the back of his shirt, like just falling over and like, oh, oh, and then opening my eyes and being in the theater, sitting down, watching the movie. I'm like, oh, okay. And then just watch the movie for a bit. And then I remember blacking out, just black, pure black. And then waking up in the theater again on the floor, face down. And there's a movie playing. Not the same movie. (laughs) <laughs> they had cleaned the theater, saw me there, and they said, eh. They're like, <laughs> we made middle of wages. This is above our pay grade. Nope. And just kept walking, and they let me sit there through another movie. And my friends just fucking left me there. This fucking guy who gave me the, the Valium. He just left me there. I had to call a fucking cab, because we didn't have Uber back then. So I had to take a fucking cab back home, and it was insane. But that's not even my drunkest story, you know? Like, that was just, you reminded me of taking a pill there's a lot of stupid shit. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of just dumb shit. But what is the drunkest story? I mean, it was in um, it was in Nicaragua. So I was dating a girl from Nicaragua, and uh, her family lives had she had family out there, and she's like, "Hey, let's go to Nicaragua." I'm like, um, okay, I don't have anything else going on. I'm like, what? Fuck it, let's go to Nicaragua then. And they they paid for the flights, I think. Uh, yeah, they took care of me. They took care of me. They, they had food. And it, when we got there, there wasn't much going on. They were, we were at the family house. They were cooking, and there's kids running around. And that's just it. That's what they're doing that day. They're just running around, cooking, and talking shit. Oh, yeah. In the kitchen all day, just gossiping. So <clears throat> I look at the, my girl and her cousin, this young dude, 
he was in the uh, his name was well i'm not gonna say his name but he uh he and i were in that car accident the first car accident i had where i died but um he goes hey man let's just go to this bar down the street i'm like it's two o'clock in the afternoon let's go so we went and he bought two bottles of rum flor de gana rum it was like seven year old rum and a two liter of coke and it was like ten dollars and i was like what I'm like yeah no no i like pull out my money i'm like just keep it coming and we drank i don't know four bottles of flor de gana between three people it's a lot and i ended up the the, the so my girl and her cousin ended up dancing because music was playing and they just started dancing because they both dance really well together and i was so drunk that i got jealous I got mad and I wanted to fight her cousin. I'm like, you're, you two are fucking. <laughs> That's where my brain went. Like, there's no way you're just cousins with the way you're dancing with each other. You know what I mean? Like, there's more going on. And I went on that tangent and I just kept drinking and drinking and like mad at the table while they were dancing. And then they finally came over. I blew up on her fucking cousin. And thankfully, they were like, you're way drunk. So we're not going to talk about this you know you had a moment you were way too drunk um but when you go back to her family's house i am gone like can't walk just stumbling feet are useless just blah, blah, blah. her cousin's holding me up and he puts me on the bed it's hot as fuck because we're in a third world country and i'm laying on this bed and it's hot as shit and there's a fan blowing and i just remember looking up and everything just went started spinning all the fucking worst super fast i get up and she's my girl's like what's wrong are you okay i'm like i need to puke and she's like oh don't puke on anything and i just like ran to the bathroom and opened the door and just went (laughs) like all over everything in the bathroom the sink the toilet the floor i missed the towels and what I ended up doing was grabbing the towels to wipe my face and wipe my face. And I put the towel back on the thing and I went to bed. I woke up at like six in the morning to screams, bloody sc- ah! like, what the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck? Apparently my girl's mom woke up, washed her face. Oh no. And dried her face with my vomit towel while, you know, covered in vomit everywhere. Because <laughs> oh, she didn't, she was half asleep, you know, that was just her morning ritual. Get up, go wash your face. Not knowing that there's puke every inch of that bathroom. She must be a fucking sleepwalker because I would have smelled that and be like, uh, no. oh, no. I'm like that, though. There's nights where I go, I go to the bathroom and piss and come back and I don't remember that at all the next day. Yeah, there's not the smell of human bile Hitting your nostrils in that situation. <sighs> That's true, too. That's true. But I don't know. It was intense, man. And I, I just remember the next morning we woke up, uh, you know, with that. And you find yourself single? <laughs> no, they were super supportive. <laughs> they were, I broke up with her at the end. It was kind of fucked up because, like, I, she was great. And I was just, like, I'm tired of it. I was just like, nah, we're good. Um, but. You're like, you're, you're too normal. I, I can't do this. No, she wasn't normal. She was pretty crazy. Um <laughs> But uh, it, it was still, you know, I was just done. I was done at that time. But um, the next morning, yeah, I woke up and they were like, it's okay. You know, it happened. And then they walked me to like a, a place to buy um, soup. And we just drank this massive soup. 
And they were like, this will make you feel better. So I drank the whole soup and lo and behold, I felt better. So we started drinking again. And I don't, I, that, at that point, I just, there's flashes of like nightclubs. There's flashes of a nightclub with like people dancing all over the floor, you know, shoulder to shoulder. And then there's another tier of people dancing that are standing on top of the couches that are supposed to be in the venue. And they're standing on top and there's a whole other layer of just people dancing in, in this, you know, third world country. Um, I recommend that people travel. That's all I can say. If you're if you're young and you have the means, and even if you don't have the means, you can find the means. Make it a priority. Do some traveling. Go do some shit. It'll change your perspective. You know, you hear about shit going down, about who voted for who, and politics, and this, that, and the other. You know, when you have other life experiences to draw from, that seems minuscule. Well, yeah, you develop some empathy for other fucking people. Right. And you see how other people live. Dude, I went to Peru uh, for a bit, for like a month, we ended up in a town called Huancayo, up in its uh, 18,000 above sea level. It was crazy elevation. And we end up there. My girl, same girl, my <laughs> same girl went with me. She got super sick and got um, rashes all over her body. Red, super aggressive. Like they were sticking out of her flesh and uh, couldn't breathe at all. So we ended up having a, like, we took her to some, like, weird, the town doctor, you know, like, it's kind of like, not a, I'm not going to say witch doctor, because that's racist, but just, you know, it was a fucking dude. He gave her, like, some candy that, that he had made with, from, like, peyote and coca leaves, like, you know, whatever. And she, it made her feel better, but then we immediately flew her back to the States. Like, you can't be here. You're going to die. Um, and, but I stayed behind. And, <laughs> like a good boyfriend does. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had... No, I, had I already no, spent the money. I had already spent the money. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have money to fly home early. They, they, they would charge you a fee or some bullshit. So I remember just like, oh, well, fuck it. I'm staying here for another week then. And, it, it, dude, we were in a, a house that the walls were made of mud. Just mud. Like you, you could rub your finger on it and the dirt comes off. Is, is there an Eddie was here written in some Probably. dude's wall? No, I wasn't that kind of... I was just kind of mesmerized, dude. They had one sink outside it was a it was a complex and there was like maybe six or seven other units in this mud castle and in the middle there's a sink in this disgusting sink it's just rocks with like algae and mold and just green and brown and just black on the bottom and there's just water that's coming through that's coming from like the mountains or some shit and people just that's the sink in the morning i'll wake up in the morning splash some water in my face hopefully no vomit Nah, well, I wasn't even drinking in Peru because it got weird, dude. Like, I'm, I just, the whole thing in Peru got really weird because we were all coked up on coca leaves because they would give you dry coca leaves to chew up and to, for, so it expands your lungs so you can breathe in the high altitude. And so I was all fucked up the whole time. I brought, I brought home some of those coca leaves, the dried ass coca leaves, and smoked it with some friends. <laughs> Oh, we get right out of weed. I'm like, I got these coca leaves. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's from Peru. And just put it in the bowl and smoke it. I felt like a super saiyan from Dragon Ball. Just <laughs> don't smoke coca leaves, kids. I definitely did a lot chewing them when I was in Bogota. Yeah. I didn't realize we were going to go break out the international stories. What's your drunkest domestic story? Because I'll oh. give you my drunkest international one. You okay. Your drunkest domestic. Domestically, I will tell you this. I had broken up with a girl 
and I was really bummed about it. Uh, I remember being really bummed about it. Bummed to the point where I called my friends and like, hey man, um, you know, we broke up. I need to hang out. So they picked me up. We went to the beach and they had a handle bottle of Jack Daniels. They gave me the handle bottle and they dropped me off at the beach and they go, we're going to go find parking, you know, go find a spot on the beach, whatever. I sat there crying and drinking the bottle and I drank the entire handle bottle of Jack Daniels before they got to me. Ooh, that won't end well. Yeah. When they got to me, I was fucking lit, as the kids would say. Lit. I, I lost my glasses at one point because they came up to me and I'm like, and I flipped, you know, the glasses flipped off my face and I started panicking like, no, I need to find my glasses. If I don't have my glasses, I can't see. Everybody stop what you're doing. Stop. Everybody look for my glasses. And I, I went looking for my glasses and I stumbled and fell into the sand and fell into the water and started tumbling into the ocean and just fucking, I was, my, uh, my friend dragged me out of the water because I was just going to go drown. That's, <laughs> that's what was going to happen. Pulls me out and starts with his cigarette, starts putting his cigarette out of me to wake me up from the, oh, the shit. fucking shock that I was in. And I thought, ah, ah, I was, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, dude, hello. I'm like, <laughs> I thought we were going to hang out. And I'm like, shit. They take me back to the car. I remember falling down again. I mean, that's really brave to put you in a car in that state. Yes. So they put me in a car. Well, we were heading towards the car, and I fell down by the bathrooms on the beach. I mean, disgusting. The Miami Beach bathrooms are gross. There is not a clean beach bathroom in this world. Yeah. So gross. But I'm on the floor, and I just remember, like, you know, kind of wobbly there for a while because my friends needed to pee, and they're like, all right, let's go. Put me in the car and immediately puke. And I, but I, I tried to hold it in. You know, I just, I was like, you should probably pull over. Are you all right? I'm like, (laughs) just keeps coming out of the, in between the fingers. No, you idiot. No, I'm not good. I just drank a handle bottle of Jack. I'm fucking like 19 or some shit. I mean, you drank Jack in the first place and then, oh. Yeah. Quantity of it. I was I wasn't even 19. I was like 17, dude. Because I remember I was still living with my grandma. And this is when we first moved to Miami. I was living with my my grandfather bought a house in Miami, and I'm I'll let you, you know, get to your I'm sorry. But he okay. bought a, he bought a house in Miami with like nine bedrooms, and he moved the entire family in because he wanted to keep us all under the same roof. And I showed up to that house like that from that night. You know what I mean? I remember so what <laughs> I I took me like an hour to get the key in to get into uh the apartment and then uh not the apartment the house sorry and then i get into the house and my mom had a fucking uh inflatable pen for my little sister with balls like the like the ones from like mcdonald's the playpen with the balls and i just fell i took off my clothes and just dropped myself into the pen and passed out and my grandmother woke up in the morning with me covered in sand in this playpen naked that's the worst domestic drinking situation i think i've been in that's uh, that's pretty bad i mean i'm pretty sure my grandmother has not seen my cock post-puberty so that's yeah it was rough i was covered in sand too i I remember waking when i woke up i was panicking because i was itchy and felt like shit and i just ran to the bathroom showered it's crazy (gasps) oh i mean i wasn't in a giant rush to get to mine because i'm pretty sure my audience i've told this story on there oh then don't tell it you can tell me later 
Well, fine then. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, I, it's up to you. It's your audience. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to. Hey, we have some new listeners. Yeah, you know, we may have some RRB guy. You know, fucking RRBG. Yeah. I. What's the I for? I said guy. Oh, guy. RRB guy. Yeah. RRB guy. That's what I'm going to start going from. Uh, from now on, that's the name of the show. The rock and roll beer. G Y G. No, uh, I, I I tell your story. I want to hear it. Well, fine. Sydney, Australia. I was there by my fucking self. And I randomly roll into this fucking pub at like 2 o'clock on a Tuesday. I've definitely told this story on air. (laughs) (laughs) And the bartender is a blue-haired, tattooed girl. Like, well, I think this is where I parked my car. The Ramona flowers? Could be. Could be. (laughs) I order a whiskey, and I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to do in my day. Start drinking. I overhear her talking to the other bartender about that she has a shoot coming up. Ooh. So I pony up to the bar like, shoot, what kind of shoot? Turns out she's an Australian suicide girl. Nice. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, this is definitely where I parked my car. <laughs> I drank with them till bar close. Yikes. It's a lot of drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, till bar close. She ended up buying me like really horrible chicken fingers at one point. Because Australians mm. don't do fried chicken well. But I ate them. I needed them. Chicken fingers? Yeah. Bring the chicken fingers back up. I'll tell you a story after this. I will. I will. Okay. After bar close, because it was me, her, the other bartender, the bar back, and one of their friends, and the owner. We drank for a little bit longer. Then we end up back at the barback's house playing drinking games. I decided to put my GoPro on my head for this. There is footage out there of this night that oh. I can still not bring myself to watch. Oh, no. Like, I tried to watch it at one point, and I heard how drunk I am. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Just burn it, man. Just it's sitting on a hard drive for, like... Patreon exclusive content. Oh, actually, I should make that Patreon exclusive. Like, I am painfully drunk. Like, I... Just hear it in my voice on how bad I, I, I have a GoPro on my head in Australia, like with these fucking strangers. And just, I'm not, I've been drinking for 14 hours at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I puke Oof. at the barbex place. Um, and then I wake up there the next morning on one of the quick reviews of the footage. I definitely made out with the bartender at one point while the GoPro on my head. Nice. Okay. Um, I also woke up with a horrible bruise on my chest. Somebody chop you? I actually texted all of them like, yo, who punched me last night? I probably deserved it, but just who punched me? To this day, everyone denies that they punched me. What I think happened was I literally just collapsed on a table and caught a quarter of a table on my chest because there's definitely some GoPro footage of the GoPro just running under a table. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably a good bet, I would say. Probably like, the corner of a table. Yeah. Absolutely. But I, I, I'll i have to find the picture of it, but it's just like this horrible bruise on my chest, like out of nowhere. Like, oh. That sucks, dude. Hey, can we take a tea so I can pee? Yeah, we can take a quick breather. Uh, breather. Pee break. Pee break. We'll be right back. Love you guys. And we're back. I never stopped the recorders. It's late. Uh, so. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's... um. How I ended up really, like, that could have gone so poorly. Like, I could have lost a kidney or some shit. Like, I blacked out drunk with 
four strangers in some dude's house in another country by myself with no one checking up on me. Yeah. Instead, I'm still friends with one of the bartenders to this day, and when he came to L.A., I showed him around town and got him some Coke. That's called living... Unfortunately, she was a little mad at me in the morning. I think I zigged where I should have zagged. I was definitely a little too drunk. That happens. I know. <clears throat> you know. Well, but it's a bummer because it is a life goal to have sex on every continent. Oh. And hmm. I have to go back to Australia and back to Africa now. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we should all go back to Africa at some point. Well, yeah. I, I feel like with the AIDS rates in South Africa that I need to import someone to fuck instead of fucking a local. No, you got to fuck a local. Otherwise, you're not doing it right. Well, I had no opportunity to fuck a local. Actually, hashtag... Not hashtag. Scratch that. Oh, my God. Scratch that. I did have <laughs> the opportunity to fuck a local that I feel like would have ended in me being murdered. I was walking back from the bar at like 4 o'clock in the morning, and a uh, street-level sex worker asked me if I wanted a 50 rand blowjob. What, a 50 rand? 50 grand. Rand. Rand? Like, that is the South African currency. Oh, uh, what's the equivalent in dollars? 13.5 rand to the dollar. I can't do that kind of math. Like $4, sir. <laughs> like it's a $4 blowjob. Like, this would have ended in me being murdered. Yeah, definitely. $4 blowjob is not good. No. Like, that... When something is too good to be true... I also was not attracted to her, but on top of that, like, when something is too good to be true... It is. It is. <clears> like, <throat> it is. huh, I'm in a very crime-ridden other country by myself, drunk at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm being offered what I would just probably lose on a daily basis for a blowjob yeah yeah this is where i get murdered and i promptly turned it down well i mean i've, I've you know it, it's i've been there i've been there not not that country but i've been in like spain and get proposed to by a prostitute from the streets I took her up on the offer and went to some weird ass building and like the building was just full of prostitutes fucking in rooms and some every floor it was an it was a stairway that would go up <clears throat> and every floor had an, an entryway it was like a door without a like a doorway not a door and a guy sitting in a stool and it was just a line of rooms and each room has a girl in it and she took me in and washed herself up pulled out her paperwork like look this is you know clean i'm like okay and uh i it felt so weird that i left I left. I was like, you know what? I'm good. You're very pretty. But I'm going to go. Wow, you made it all the way up to the plate and then just like fucking walked away. I feel like I would have lost an organ. Just the way that it was, the, the way that the rooms were lined up, it felt very factory-like. Like this is just, they're churning out organs. You know what I mean? Oh, they're churning out orgasms, sir. <laughs> oh. I just, uh, you know, I, I've, I've always had a little bit of, even, and it's trauma. It's all it is, it's trauma because I lost my virginity to a prostitute when I was like 14. I've told the story on other podcasts. I think I did it on the Rick Ingram, but basically my father took me to Cuba and uh, asked me to like pick a girl that you want. And I was like, I don't know, the redhead. We're in good, Cuba. Good call. Yeah, I was like, there's, we're in Cuba. There's one redhead, that one. The whole one, the one, the one on the island. Yeah. And uh, brought her and like th three other girls over. And he's like going all out. He has the, the knee high socks with the American flag and it says USA. He's got a wife beater with the American flag on. 
He's got a gold chain with a Jesus on a cross. No joke about that big, just hanging from his neck, and a boombox blasting the Bee Gees. That's my dad from Cuba, and puts it down on the beach, puts it down, leaves, comes back with the girls. The redhead girl sits next to me. She's like, hi, I'm, I don't remember her name. Started with a Y. Yuslesis, whatever the fuck her name is. And, uh, you know, we hung out all day at the beach. Had a blast. Had food, hung out. I showed her my laptop. I'm like, look, I got a laptop. I'm 14 years old. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, check out my laptop. And we're sitting there and looking at pictures. He's like, wow, wow. And then my dad, I have a picture that my dad took of me on the bed with the laptop. And her bent over. And him takes the shot from the back, you know, with her short shorts. And all you see is her ass. I'm like, good Lord. You know, what a man. Um, anyway, he eventually at the end of the night, we went out. We went and we got drunk. 14 years old. Got me drunk on rum. Cuba Libres. And, uh, and dancing with the girl, whatever, whatever. We get to the hotel room. My dad gives me a key. He's like, this is yours. I'm like, what? You know, like in my head, I'm a little kid. I'm like, Have we, we're not staying in the same room. Like, no, you got your own room, dude, with the girl. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know how this works. You know, I've seen some porns here or there. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so we get to the room. I remember I lay in the bed. We, we both took a shower because I was gross from the beach and everything. We both took a shower and we laid on the bed. I put the TV on. The lights are off. And she starts like, oh, I want a massage. I'm like, okay. So I give her a massage. She's like, now you get a massage. I'm like, okay. And she jumps on top of me, starts massaging me. And that's like, she just starts like thrusting up and down. And I'm like, are we fucking? Because I don't feel anything. You know what I mean? I told her straight up, I'm like, I don't feel it. Am I inside of you? And she's like, no. I'm like, well, then, then we'll fix that. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Help. And she like, you know, positioned or whatever. And, and you know, that was the night. But it just felt so weird and forced and like it, I, it wasn't a good experience so after that did you pop oh absolutely but uh ap after that like uh any experiences that i had around prostitutes just never went well it was the it's trauma 2021 sir they're sex workers might be i hate to be canceled now don't cancel me i'm just old i don't know words i'm also like brain damaged as we established earlier and i have autism so as he bumps the mic with his damaged melon. Sorry, bro. No, it was my foot and your table. Sorry. And maybe my hat. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I was uh, I wanted to bring up something, but I feel like you had another story. Oh, I, I, mean, I was supposed to bring up chicken fingers for you. Chicken fingers. I, I do have a Cuban prostitution story as well, but. Oh, do tell. Chicken fingers might get me canceled or burned. Oh, or we'll bridge, definitely do chicken fingers. Though. Bridge burned. Nothing, man. Look, I, I got the awesome opportunity to go hang out with uh, Barnett, Josh Barnett, UFC legend. Sorry. Josh Barnett of Josh Barnett's Bloodsport from Game Changer Wrestling. We uh, hung out and, and he had his show Bloodsport and I helped him out and we did, I, you know, just ran around, did some errands and like put some stuff up on the walls and took care of uh, Minoru Suzuki, who's like one of the coolest motherfuckers on the planet. And afterwards, like, hey, we're going to find somewhere to eat all together. And we ended up at the Rainbow with Danzig. And I'm sitting in front of Danzig, and Danzig's telling me, I ordered us some chicken fingers and marinara sauce. I'm like, 
Cool. And, uh, you know, he started telling stories about dancing, cool stories about, you know, shows and crazy shit backstage you can't repeat. Mostly because I don't remember, but also because it was, you know, it's private stories. I'm not going to share that. But uh, but yeah, he kept in, like, when they finally, were, oh, you got to try the chicken fingers with the marinara sauce. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. I don't normally eat chicken fingers with marinara sauce. But sure, Danzig, I'll try them. And, you know, it was fine. I was drunk. It was delicious. I mean, gonna... the food of the rainbow is delicious when drunk. Yeah. The pizza was super greasy, but drunk. When drunk. Amazing. So we had pizza. We had pizza and chicken fingers with Danzig, <laughs> which is just, it blows my mind. Because, like, uh, you know, hey, I went to a dinner with Danzig. You think of, like, oh, would you guys get steak or a restaurant? You know, fancy, something fancy, <laughs> some shrimp. And, like, no, pizza and chicken fingers. I think that's more appropriate. I think that is much more fucking appropriate. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's Danzig. I mean, you know, what can you say? He's a cool dude, though. I, I had a blast. You know, I'm blessed that I get to do these crazy fucking things, man. I don't know. I don't know how it keeps happening. I really don't. I don't. I don't. So we're full circle to your imposter syndrome. There it is. Yeah, no, for real, though. Like, I don't. Like, if somebody were to ask me to teach them how to. Jesus Christ, dude. I need to just stop moving. If someone were to ask me to teach them uh what i'm doing i can't i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know how you know you end up backstage at at a, at a venue that, that you know because I, I i think i do know the podcast great yeah but i don't know how i got to this point it's intangible i mean like it's just you meet people you become friends with people like it's a really weird path for me too like yeah i mean you're here with me i mean i'm sure you're starstruck super duper like <laughs> You're a guy who hit me up on the internet to do the podcast. Hey, bro. That was uh, all wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. You know, I had no idea what I was doing. Before you surpassed me. Like, no, yeah, now I'm in this. I'm, like, above you. Like, that's why I don't come here. I'm just kidding. That's why. No, no, no. That's why I've never been on your show. Right, right. No, well, you know, I feel like it would be detrimental to both of us if you were to come on my show. <laughs> wow. I feel like, I feel like, uh, I feel like we will get arrested if, we, if you come to my show. Both of us. Oh, I feel I, like you, for some reason your show is passing through the radar because there's a lot of shit going on in your show. <laughs> like, I don't know how you're passing through the radar, but I feel like if we do my show, we're both going to jail or something. Perfect. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm a Jew. I got a good lawyer. Oh, my God. Are you really Jewish? No. No, I just you know, claim it on the Internet so the anti-Semites could just fucking yell at me on YouTube. Cool. Cool. I mean, I've always been fascinated by it. I live in a very Jewish-heavy neighborhood right now. Like, every, every Saturday, it's, you know, the whole flock. I see them every day, you know, down the street. Um, and I, I worked with, uh, uh, his name was Ira, and he had the, the curls, and he was enormous. This dude was, like, 700 pounds. It was insane. And I remember talking to him, like, hey, what are you eating? I'm really... I, What's going on? I thought kosher was like healthy, you know. Beef is still kosher, man. Yeah, I guess. But the thing is, so apparently, cheese. apparently he was eating one meal a day, and it was like this enormous meal. I'm like, that's why, dude. You're all fucked up. You need to have your metabolism moving a little bit at least. But anyway, um, I asked him a bunch of questions about it because it's just it really intrigues me. Religion intrigues me. I never want to follow any of them, and I never want to be a part of any of them. But I do want to, I want to hear about it because it's crazy that you guys, you, that that's what makes sense to whoever it makes sense to. You know? I mean, it doesn't make sense to me unless we're in a fucking meeting with a fucking agent. 
<laughs> is that what it is? Do I get a can? Do I, can I pass as Jewish? No. 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 I mean, I'm a mo- Muslim. I'm, yeah, that's. I mean, that might work these days. There, there is a lot of Saudi money, money in entertainment these days. That's true. That is true. I feel that I, I I've, I'm a Cuban in L.A. pretending to be a Mexican. That's where I'm at. I feel it's just easier to be Mexican while I'm here. Is that why the hat's turned up? Yep. I saw get the hat up. You know. What a fool. Like, that's what I say now when I see my friends at the comedy store. What a fool. I'm not Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's just easier here in L.A. If you want to make it by, you know, get some good food at 2 in the morning, the best way is just pretend you're Mexican. Yeah, I know the language. I know what I got to say. And I can say it with a good enough accent that it sounds real. So let's go. That's... White people are like, there's different Mexican or <laughs> different Mexican accents. Yeah. Yes, there's different Mexican accents. Um, there's definitely different Spanish accents. I mean, I, if if white people are going to call me Mexican, I might as well pretend to be. I got yelled at in Manhattan Beach. I've said this in the fucking podcast, too, so I'm not going to say it again. But yeah, I've been yelled at, racial profiled as a Mexican so many times since I moved here that it's just easier to pretend that I am. I'm like, orale! <laughs> like, fucking Mexico, back to Mexico! Orale, way! <laughs> anyway i'm being racist uh don't cancel me i'm allowed to say it i'm brown you know if if african-american citizens have the n-word i can have you know making fun of mexicans according to cypress hill brown people have the n-word too so that's a toughie that's a toughie i've had that conversation with a few people and i, I used to in miami say it all the time because it was part of the culture you know, it was just, that's how we communicated. And, and nobody can deny that. Any of my homies from Miami, they know. We said it a lot. Maybe you don't say it anymore, but we used to say it a lot. And I remember when I moved out here, it was still a problem. I remember moving out here and making a post about Poison the Well being in town. I was like, oh, shit, my are in town. And, you know, that was just my reaction to say that. It wasn't like a racist thing. And then I get a text from, like, my boss, like, did you just say the N-word on Facebook? I'm like, yeah. No, I typed it, asshole. Yeah, I typed it out. What's the problem? I'm like, yeah, we don't do that here. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm from Miami. To me, that's normal. And they're like, yeah, it's not normal. It's a racial slur. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not offending anybody. I was talking about my boys that are coming to town, you know. Also, I have African in my blood, so stop talking to me. I don't know. And my, my wife doesn't want me to claim the African. I'm like, it's Cuban. Cuban is Europe and Africa. That's it. That's what we are. I have nappy hair. I'm not white. I mean, I'm light-skinned, but I'm not, you know, I'm not fucking Roy Rogers over here. You know what I mean? I'm not Matt Slayer. See, that's white, too. Oh, yeah, it's pretty fucking white. Even, yeah, though, Tom Ar- to, even though Tom Araya is not white. Yeah, if you're going for, if you, but if he's not going by Tom Slayer. Why? <laughs> I'm well aware. Uh, but, yeah, that's some white-ass shit. Naming yourself Tom, or, you know, Matt so- Slayer. Tom Slayer. That's going to be my new band. Tom Slayer. Yeah. It's like Tom Sawyer and Slayer. Yeah. We'll only do Tom Sawyer songs. Like the lyrics are all about Tom Sawyer. And uh, and we're Jim. <laughs> Dude, I had a name for a band that I thought was amazing and I haven't done anything with it. I've tried. I've written some music for it and everything, but I have a, a name. I want to name my band. I want to have a band called Horses or Kryptonite. I'll give you a second. Is it about like white chicks? No. So what? Uh, what happened to Christopher Reeves? Oh, 
<laughs> oh. Horses are kryptonite. That was going to be the name of the band. But uh, yeah, I've been advised by numerous people to not do that, but I don't care. It's I think it's fucking genius as a name for a band. A punk band should take it. If you want it, you can have it. Just call me up first, though. I own all the websites and stuff, so I'm, I'll, it's cheap. I'll, I'll do it cheap. But if you want it, you can have it. Uh, may, you know, let me do a guest spot on the album, and then we'll be good, I think. <laughs> anyway um matt i'm trying to sell a tv show what about a travel show where uh, why is everyone i fucking know be like i want to host a travel show like you were like one of five friends trying to sell a travel show yeah but i'm one of your five friends that has actually traveled and can make that show happen i've probably traveled more than you have shit maybe i don't know in the states 45 states yeah Look, man, point is, I uh, I have a certificate that proves that I can uh, talk about beer professionally. So I want to use it. And I want to use it uh, by visiting friends in different cities and going to a brewery with the friend, band member, artist, whoever the fuck guest of the podcast is. And then not the, Matt Slayer. <laughs> not Matt Slayer. Uh, and then, you know, have the... If it's a band, I have the band do a collaboration beer with that uh, brewery, and that's how they get their beer. Or if it's a, com- a comedian wants a beer, I'll take the comedian to a brewery, we hang out, meet the owner, and make a beer. That's the concept of the show. I, and, uh, I have a pilot. I'm talking to some people, see what happens. But that's my main focus right now is trying to get that done. And the advice that I've gotten from numerous people is just do it yourself. I gave you that advice too. Yeah, you said just do it yourself, film it yourself. I don't have the equipment, but you may know someone who does. I may know somebody who does, and I have the contacts. All we have to do is coordinate time. That's all it is. We coordinate time and have enough gas money to get to where we're going. Because wherever we end up going, we're going to drink and eat for free, guaranteed. Wherever it is, they're going to regret that if I'm involved. <laughs> that's just how it goes, though. Like when we get there, we get treated. That's you know, that's just part of the deal. But I think that I think there's legs to that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just full of myself. Who knows? But many great things have come about on us being full of ourselves. This whole podcast came together because I'm full of my fucking self. So, <laughs> yeah, most podcasts are. I think that's usually what it is, right? Well, especially for like us straight podcasters. Like I get when you're already famous in another fucking medium. Sure. You're like I'm going to start a podcast because they're popular. We are fucking just podcasters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I started podcasting with my my old. My buddies had his channel called uh, the BitGen, and they would just talk shit while playing video games. It was a podcast while we were playing video games, and it wasn't Twitch streaming. It wasn't like, you know, it was audio. I think there was video of, like, the game screen, but none of us were in the video. It's just a game playing with us talking shit throughout. And, uh, you know, it was fun. It was cool. I I liked it. Um, And it was just kind of what sparked it. Then, like, my other buddies had a show called the... beer bros and bs and they were like you know you're from cigar city come on on the show and you know we'll you know talk as the rep of cigar city i'm like sure whatever and i did that and that kind of like you know i feel like it feels good to be in a group setting or even if it's just one-on-one just having a conversation with people it's sorely lacking in society right now i wholeheartedly agree that's part of the reason i love this fucking medium yeah part of the fucking neither one of us have been on our phones for like almost two hours exactly and 
people don't have conversations. That's why we have so many people at, you know, bumping heads. Everybody on uh, either far left or far right. There's no middle ground. Everybody's over here, over here. Team A, team B. Well, but, and even when you're team A and team B, they just are spouting their bullshit at the other side via the internet. There's not, like, I was talking to another guest about this. There's not enough fear of being punched in the face in this world. I guess so. I mean, people would slow their fucking roll on their shitty opinions if they had to worry about someone punching them in the face over it. Hey, man, it's just, uh, you know, we tried telling people this. Uh, beat your kids. You know, they, they're like, oh, can't touch kids. Don't hit kids. Beat your fucking kids because now look at what we got to deal with. We have a whole generation of people that never got beat as a kid, and this is what we got. Well, I don't even think it's just not being beaten as a kid. I think it's the ability to hide behind a goddamn screen. Back in our day, you had to say some shit to someone's face or over the phone, and you still had to say it to them. Yeah, but unless you got beat either by a parent or by, you know, you Peers. saying talking some shit and you, the guy punches you in the face. You know what I mean? Like real fights. How many fights have, you know, people don't go and get into fights anymore. The more fight, the I see fights at fucking like sports games with drunk people throwing fists. Like that's not a fight. Go have a fight. Let's, let's talk then. Tell me about how your your problems. Fuck you. And I, dude, I'm you're getting me all worked up, man. That's what I do. You're getting me all worked up. I'm uh I'm a I'm changed man. I'm 40. I'm relaxing. I drink tea now. I uh don't drink as much. I mean, I, I'm not used to I'm uh, I'm not used to drinking as much as we're drinking right now. Not anymore. I'm married. I got a dog. I got a nice house that not a house, an apartment, but you know, a nice place where I'm living without a roommate, which is to me that's success in LA. No, you're living with a roommate. It's just a roommate you fuck. Correct. But you know, we we used to live with a roommate. Like we moved on away from that, which is so great. You know, did you fuck that roommate too? No, he was unfuckable. Um, Eric, you are unfuckable. Full last name and everything. You want to go out of social while you're at it? I'll too? give out his middle. Eric, I think it's unfuckable, dude. <laughs> Cold blooded. He's my best friend. I mean, uh, I tell you, I wanted him at my wedding to be like two faced, where he would have a half a dress and half a, a suit and be the both the bridesmaid and the man of honor, whatever. What the fuck you call that? Bride, bride, maid of honor and the uh, ba- uh, best, best man? man. Best man. There we go. He was going to be both. Um, and I wanted the full thing, makeup, you know, makeup and hair did on the left and then, you know, manly cut with a beard on the right. But he, uh, he failed even that small request from me. Unfuckable, useless Eric. I mean, if you'd fucked him, he might've done it. That's right. You know, he always put it out there. He was, I had a conversation with him once. He was like, (laughs) I'm like, are you gay? He's like, I don't know anymore. (laughs) Ah, like he was just like I haven't fucked in so long I don't even know what I'm into anymore <laughs> Eddie you should have fucked him you would have helped him make up his mind right you know yeah, either fine. he would have gone full gay or been like yeah that was a mistake <laughs> mostly that's the reaction everyone has when I sleep with them except for my wife that's why I married her after her she was like she wanted more I'm like oh gotta marry this one because all the other ones are like running away in the other direction <laughs> back on the like 40 and maturing thing I realized I have become a slightly more mature adult. I decided that I was not going to get into a fight with someone that I was recently fucking who just said some shit to me like, I want to fight you over this. Like, mm. verbal, not physical, obviously. Personal growth. Yeah. 
I mean, not to say that like I didn't have the fight in my head last night while tossing and turning in bed because like I normally historically in those situations fight, hmm. and it was just like I just responded to her text like I'm sorry you feel that way and just left it at that. Wow, you're an adult. It really sucks. It really fucking sucks. Now. You should get like some adulty things too. You know, just... I have art. I have fucking framed art on my walls. Eh, yeah, that's adulty, I guess. I mean, it's also like it looks like convention art, which is cool because I like I have it too. I'm not complaining. I have the same exact shit going on. But but I mean, I mean, adulty shit. Like, do you have a tool set? Yeah, you know, oh, I, I've had one of those set? since the '90s. Okay, all right. You need to get like you need to get one of those. You need to get like an inflatable mattress just in case. Oh, it's in the closet. <laughs> Do you, do you not realize this is a podcast studio slash flop house at times? Flop house. Crack house. Crack den. Last time I was here, there was a stack of porn on the balcony. That's I, the kind of place we're dealing with here. I gave you a box of free pornography and you're knocking it? I didn't take it. Well, that was your fault. I, I offered le- it. I left it. I left it. I didn't even on purpose. I was going to take it, but I was fucked up because we drank a whole bottle of Buffalo Trace at that point. We certainly did. Then we knocked back some beers and yeah, that was some heavy day drinking on the first Ooh, episode. Boy. Yeah, that was a lot. Uh, I'm you, like I said, I'm not drinking that much anymore, dude. It's weird. I'm, I'm yet you're here. Yeah, because you know I've, I, I I haven't been here in a while, and you know I, I missed coming here. I've uh, you know we've hung out. We went to the wrestlings, you know, and I think uh, it was oh. due time. I also did not share what a colossal dick I am at while well, before we got to the wrestling match. Oh boy, what'd you do? Oh, the five dollar tip. Did I not tell you about this? Oh, wait. I was there for that when we were at the, re- at the food. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rain and Bozio, as pictured on Eddie's shirt. Apparently, one of the bartenders at this eatery that we were at in Riverside despised him. Just fucking despised him. I believe his excuse was, she thinks I look like her ex-boyfriend. This is what Raynan said. Yeah. Who knows? But she was living so rent-free in his head. That I just decided to get up from the table, walk back to the bar, and tip her an extra five. And then came back. She was quite confused by your gesture. No, she was super <laughs> confused by it. It was amazing. She's like, oh, what's what? happening? I'm like, my boy is just so fucking burned by how you treated him. Here you go. <laughs> and Raina was so upset that I tipped her on that. Yeah, what the fuck, bro? I thought you were having my side. <laughs> Sometimes you got to run with the bit, man. Yeah, you know. I mean, he's uh, growing up in the wrestling world. Like, you, it's a good old-fashioned ribbon. You got to get ribbed every once in a while. People forget, you know. There, 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 there is a thin line between ribbing and trolling. Not a fan of trolling on the internet. That's kind of stupid. But, but you know, real-life pranks and, like, just a little bit of good old-fashioned bullshit I mean, like that. that. That was worth $5 to me just for her confused look, Raynan's upset look. And I was still tripping at the time, so like that's true. That's true. I did feed you some uh, high-grade mushrooms from Ian. He is a doctor. No, he's not a doctor. Uh, he is a researcher of psychedelics for the UFC people, MMA people, and uh, he hooked me up. So you know, I'm just sharing the wealth, man. You shared the wealth, and like I, like a maniac, you handed them to me, and I ate them while we were on the 101. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> um, I if I'm gonna do those shrooms, I got to make sure I got nothing going on the next day. Yeah, I just and these days it's just even it's harder and harder every day, man. Like I just I keep filling up the plate because uh, I figure either one of the many things is gonna tick or my heart is. 
So that's just how I go. Here's the gamble. Here's <laughs> yeah. the fucking gamble. Here's the gamble. You just keep going until I can't anymore, and then hopefully I make it. Or you know, and there's no make it. Like I, I, I had that stupid shit in my head when I was younger, and I was in a band. Like, oh, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. We're gonna tour. We're what gonna... is your idea of making it now? Like, what is what would be considered making it for you? Leaving my day job, being able to pay my rent without having a job that I have to clock into nine to seven or ten to seven, uh, where my job is me, my stuff. My I want to produce stuff. I'm down to work. I'm a hard worker, man. I work hard as fuck. But. If I were to direct all that energy to just me, we would be doing shit. And and unfortunately, because it's not paying the bills yet, I have to do a day job thing. And that takes away eight, nine hours out of my day daily, which could be going towards creating more shit. And I, I keep hearing it from all these people. You know, that's all I do. I talk to musicians. I talk to artists. I talk to people that are doing shit. And all of them have the same advice. Just let go, bro. Just do it. And I'd be like, homeless, bro. I'm like, yeah, but I got rent. I have a dog. My wife. What are you talking about? Like, I can't just do it. Make your wife work harder. Obviously. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. A lot of these people speak from a, a perspective of, you know, privilege. And whether it's white or money, whatever it may be, like you have a, both. You have a privilege over me. I have no money. Like I come from garbage. The fact that I live where I live now and have what I have is a goddamn miracle. Okay. It's a miracle that I'm alive, first of all, because I've died twice. Oh, Eddie, I, I hate to break to you. You're actually dead now. This is purgatory. Well, that's a, that's a different podcast. We'll, <laughs> we'll get Duncan Trussell on here, and we'll have that discussion. But point is, I've, I should be dead, and I've come from the worst conditions of, of garbage, upbringing, crime family, you know, lying, nonsense, you know, prostitution, drugs violence all of this bullshit and i have a i have a decent apartment in hollywood with a lady that likes me and a nice dog and we got some new tvs and i'm like what life is fucking good but i want more than that i want to be free from the chains of having to clock in to someone make somebody money and get pennies in return because that's what's happening i'm working 10 hours a day for a company that's making millions of dollars and I'm making barely above minimum wage. But I can't leave it because I, I, if I leave it, I have nothing. And I've tried applying in other places and no, people talking shit. Oh, people don't want to work. Bullshit. I've applied in a bunch of places. No one's calling me. <laughs> so I'll tell you, they're, no one's hiring. They, they think they're hiring. They're pretending that they're hiring. They're not really fucking hiring. Either that or I'm just that unqualified and fuck them. You know what I mean? What am I going to do? I think I'm pretty fucking qualified. I've done a lot of shit in my life. And I know that sounds cocky or fucking, you know, I, anybody that really knows me knows that I'm not that guy. I'm not a douche in that sense. I, I, but I've been working for 40 fucking years. I'd like to not have to grind like that anymore. You know what I mean? Just grind for myself. I'm down to stay up 24 hours pulling all night or as long as it means we're working on a project that's like really sick. I'll stay up for that. But if working for, for somebody else to make a million, billion, trillion dollars and I make pennies, think, nah, bro, it's not worth it for me anymore. And, you know, it's my own fault for not doing more, I guess, going to college and finishing it. I went to college. I didn't finish it. College is fucking overrated. College is fucking overrated. What the fuck would you have gotten out of a college education? Bullshit. Debt. <clears throat> debt. More bullshit. debt. 
debt and bullshit. And, you know, I left that school because they weren't, they were teaching me advanced computing and it was, uh, the person was teaching me how a mouse moves on a, on your environment. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm out of here. This is not advanced computing. What are you talking about? So I just fucking, I quit and they still charged the student loan that my mother got out. And that's how the whole credit thing happened. But like I said, now I'm on good credit. I've paid my bills. All of those. Well, years. now it's time to get some camera gear, dog. Now is the time to get it rolling. I want to get a crew, though, man. This is one thing that I've. Uh, my mental health has been really degrading in the last couple of years, and I've figured it out without therapy. I grew up my whole life with a crew, and when I moved out here to L.A., I kind of lost that. I have some friends, you, Rain, and a couple buddies. We meet up once a month, maybe. You and I barely meet up, but we, you know, we've met up. We've met up more than most people anyway. And, and even that way, like I'm, I've come from, I grew up with having, always having a crew. There was always four or five dudes in my band, my homies, and that's gone. And I feel like that's what's missing for the next step for the show, for my podcast. I need to build a crew. Every successful podcast I've seen has a crew. Every one of them. Rogan, obviously, you got, he started with Red Band. He got his fucking young Jamie, you know, fucking... Bobby Lee's got a whole fucking army of people. You know what I mean? The, the Santino's got an army. Fucking Tom and, and Bert have their own army. That's what we need. I even have an editor now. You have an editor. Look at that. I don't have an editor. I have to fucking edit in my underwear in my living room. I mean, this is as of like an episode ago. The episode that went out today is the first one my editor took on. So that's what I'm saying, though, man. I feel like there's a few people like us that are doing this or trying to do this. And we can build, I think that's my next big, big step is that I want to build a network or, or something. I talked to you about that a couple of years ago. Yeah. You told me you had some people you were talking to, but it didn't really like, I, you, were, you were like, what, why, why would we do that? You, yeah. The, you were skeptical. At the time. I was skeptical, but that's the way to fucking do it because trying to cling on to someone else's success is not going to really do it. Like you have to just build it yourself, you know, unless you're really close to someone who makes it big, like look at what's going on with Tony. And, you know, say what he wants to say. He left to Austin because of Joe Rogan. That's just hands down. And I don't blame him because I would do the same fucking thing. If my best friend, hey, man, I'm going to Texas and come with me and we'll fucking tour. Hey, if a dude who liked me and we were acquaintances made $100 million and like, yo, I'm going to put you on in Austin, I'd be there. Yeah, absolutely. But I will not go to Austin. Fuck you guys who tried to get me to go there. I will not go to Austin for opportunity. Fuck you. No. Because that definitely happened during the pandemic. Like, dude, move to Austin. There's opportunities here. No. Like, No, there isn't. Oh, I'm sure there's some. Mm. But guess what? I am too fucking old and too fucking established in this town to move somewhere for opportunities. Yeah. If you're moving somewhere, it's because you already have it on lock. Right. Or a salary. Yeah. Some kind of money. Money's, money's coming in consistently. Uh, and even like, you know, the freelance type of shit like you did, like I, you know, it do shit will do, but I'm saying like moving to Vegas, like I would, uh, I need health insurance for that to happen. Like you want me to move to Vegas? Are you covering my health insurance? The salary I was initially offered would have happily covered my health insurance. Okay. All right. Well, that's the thing. So I would have probably done that, that move then if the money made sense. Uh, but the money's got to make sense, dude. And yeah, well, Austin doesn't make sense to go over there and do the Hollywood, the Hollywood homeless bullshit. Right. Well, but in that's Austin, the thing. in Austin, 
the people who tried to convince me about Austin was literally like, oh, we're probably going to open a podcast studio at some point. There's opportunities here. Uh, like, nope, no, 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 there isn't. When I moved to Vegas was a potential job offer that turned into a trial after the fact. Yeah, that was stupid, dude. I'm sorry that happened to you. Hey, guess what? It makes for great stories that I didn't sign an NDA on. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Like, <laughs> the one time I'm like, am I supposed to be signing an NDA? I was told, oh, don't get cocky. I'm like, don't get cocky. Like, you do realize I'm a professional podcaster and I talk about everything. Don't get cocky, kid. Like, you want me to sign an NDA because I will just talk about shit at some point. Yeah, you don't want these stories out. I mean, it's a, a, I've heard stories. I don't know personally because I've never been there, but I've heard stories about those that crew. I've heard stories about the Marilyn Manson crew. That you know, he's in hot water, but rightfully so. I mean, I've heard some fucked up shit. I'm not gonna say who told me, but I mean, from what I understand, uh, Manson had a then you know again allegations. That, allegedly, allegedly, don't sue me. Allegedly, I didn't say this. This was told to me at a show. I'm not gonna say who said it. Just saying. Somebody shared with me that Man- Manson, and this is somebody who was on his crew, um, had a cage with like a litter box and a fucking saucer of milk for the girls to pretend to be cats. You know, that doesn't shock me at all. Like the, the nope, not at it's all. It's Marilyn Manson. Like I, I get it. What he did was fucked up. However, how are you surprised? Yeah. How are how are those ladies falling for this? Like you know what you're getting into. It's Marilyn Manson. He's not a secret. Like, <laughs> well, apparently he loves Jesus now. But no, oh, no, he does not. Same way, fucking. Uh, uh, what, uh, I'm a sick fuck. I like a quick fuck. You ain't Jesus, son. No, he's the Church of the Quick Tax Write Off. Seriously, man, what is this bullshit? And uh, but uh, let's not get into Yeezy. No, 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 no. But man, all right. The whole thing, I never want to get to the point where, like, I'm surrounded by so many yes men, like, where you could just be that fucking crazy to people and, like, yeah, it's cool. Like, yeah, yeah, that's not good. That's the, uh, that's the, when you go too far with power. Well, and because so many people's careers are based around just telling you yes. You were watching it happen with Rogan because I'm, I'm sorry. And I still have mad respect for Rogan. He is a revolutionary. He has changed the podcast game, and I'm a big fan. I really am. And it's just been unfortunate. Some of the things I've been shown lately, people send me clips, and I'm like, what? What happened? And it's the fact that, you know, he's got an, he's got an army. He's got people around him all the time. He's got a giant warehouse where he fucking shoots archery, people taking care of all his business. And those are yes men, and that's what happens. You lose touch. You start to lose it. I mean, it's it's just it's not his fault. It's just what happens when you get to that size. It is. It is. I once told a group of like old school friends, like before I started doing anything entertainment, like if I ever demand you call me by my stage name, like in private, punch me. Can I punch you when we get out of here? Because you just did that to me. This is not a private setting, dickhead. <laughs> and not only that, you called me by my legal name. Oh, your your government name. My government name, like. Thanks for like potentially like getting me doxxed into a place where I bring porn stars all the time. Like, thanks. My bad. I don't think about those things. <laughs> you got to forgive me because I don't think about those things. You You're know like, I mean? oh, I just re- interview fucking musicians remotely, so I don't have to worry about anyone trying to come to my house to like fuck with my recordings. 
No, I have a VPN. <laughs> You're like, I got a VPN. Uh, we just talked about the thousands of dollars of gear that are happening around yeah, us. Yeah. Uh, why don't I tell people where they can find it, Matt? Actually, the door was wide open. I left it open for you. <laughs> I left it open for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm brown, dude. I don't know how you trusted me. I could have stolen all your gear. You wouldn't have known. And then I would pick. I would have taken it in my car and then come back and knock. I'm like, what's up, dude? Whoa, where's your shit? <laughs> that's the brown. That's the brown in me, dude. It still, you know, it still pops its head every once in a while. I'll, I'll see myself like I, I'm. I've lived. I'm living the clean I mean, life. You, you grew up in Florida. You do you realize guns are a thing, right? Mm. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. But here's the thing. Um, I also grew up around crime, so like my base, my base reaction is always theft. The second I walk in, I say, ooh. And, you know, I used to act on that feeling. Now, since, you know, after situations happened, I don't. I immediately go the other direction. I try and live a good life. My wife is one of the nicest. Like, she does shit where I'm like, you're a pussy. I thought straight up, like, you shouldn't be doing that. But, and, but, you know, I'm fucking around. But she's a good person. She's making me better because otherwise my brain would immediately go to theft. Like, you know, I, every time I go to my... My building, I, I've gotten robbed in the building a couple times, um, not personally, but just like they'll steal my packages. And every once in a while, I'll walk in, I see a package, and I'm like, I don't want to fucking take it because they took mine. And then my, so my brain goes, I'm going to just take it. I see it. It's coffee. I know it's coffee. It's from Blue Coffee. I'm going to fucking steal that shit and drink that coffee. And then I just go back upstairs and I don't do it. Well, and that's being an adult, not acting on it. Because believe me, I've definitely walked by some packages that said like b and or Andorama. I'm like, that's camera gear. I could use that. I could use that. Yeah, dude, it's so hard, you know, especially when it happens to you. Like, because like, because I got packages stolen, I feel like I'm entitled to steal a pack. I'm owed one package, please. But no, I, I you know, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, just being able to grow up to the point where you can actually think about your decisions before you do them. The whole maturity thing we were talking about. Like, I know, I kind of fucking hate it. Part of me kind of, part of me wanted to fight with that girl when she just said, Shit that was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is your beef? This is why we're not hanging out anymore? This is your beef? Really? Part of me really wanted to fucking fight. Part of me really, really wanted to fight. Part, And then I'm like, I've just had a couple of orgasms with this girl. I'm not that emotionally invested. Yeah, I mean, as, a, as but, <laughs> my brain is a as you get older, as you get older, you get away from that. I mean, I personally myself, like I don't. I used to get way more angry about all things. And now, I mean, I still get upset every once in a while. It's not, and especially with the pandemic lockup and shit, you get more pent up aggression. But yeah, it's not worth it at the end of the day. The, uh, the work for me personally, I think I'm, I'm just over it. You know, my wife tells me every once in a while, she's like, you know, I worry sometimes you go out so much. Like, maybe, you know, what if you cheat on me? And I'm like, I just, you know, it's so much work to cheat on you. Obviously, the number one reason is I love you and I don't want to cheat on you. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'll never cheat on you. But also, I'm just really, it's so much work. It's so much effort. And see, most female comics aren't that hot. Right. And it's just, you know, having to hide messages and the phone well, like, and the deleting and the dude, I mean, running you, around. You never want to blow up your life for a downgrade. Right, and I have like no money, so like, well, I take you do what? <laughs> you know, like, all my money goes to bills so that I can live here. 
So every, uh, you know, the, the rest of the money, to, I can't have money to take some fucking side piece to go have dinner. You know what I mean? Well, that's how you get a side piece that makes more than they take you out. Oh, that's the trick? No, okay. Well, let's not air this then. Timestamp. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just put that in there. Like, just a little timestamp right here. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this is why I hang out with successful porn stars, because they make more money than me. All right. I, mean, I guess it makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I would, you know, if I was a single, I would live that life, but I don't. I'm good. I'm happy. I really am. I really, I, like I got to say, I'm, I'm happier now than I've ever been in terms of my home life. Uh, mental health with the whole world falling apart. That's a whole different thing. I, I mean, know. we're fucked. We're, we're absolutely Yeah. Fucked. You know, I'm just ready. Just plug me in already. Just fucking put me into the goddamn meta, whatever. Just. Oh, God. Uh, Can you imagine your whole reality ruled by Zuck? Yes, it would be very robotic. Um, yeah, I mean, you know. It's going to happen eventually. We can't fight that. You know, it, it is the future. I mean, you could just die. Well, I'm going to die. That's for sure. Everyone's going to die. But not it. Not it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm good, too. Like, I think I've made peace with the fact that if I die, great. I'm good. I have had it all. I'm all right. Um, but I'm also kind of curious about getting plugged into some kind of infinite universe. Well, the problem with getting plugged into an infinite universe is you still die. Yeah, I don't care. My body sucks, dude. Like I said, I have a hard time getting out of bed. My knees hurt. My back hurts. My neck hurts. I'm all fucked up. Fuck it. Why do I need a body for it? It feels like extra baggage. It's kind of like the evolution from DVDs to streaming and Blu-rays to streaming. You know, I have a collection of 400, 500 Blu-rays, but why? I mean, I can just go to boop and Yeah, guess what? Until they fucking lose the fucking rights for that and it just disappears from your fucking library. Eh, I'll find it. I'll find it. I've never like, had trouble. I've always, like, I'll pirate that shit. I pirate all the fucking time. Whenever it's something I can't find, if I real, I put effort in to try and find it. Not available here. Not available here. I can't buy a DVD anywhere. I'm fucking finding it online somewhere. Don't worry about it. I got it. I mean, that is the problem with the cloud and just all digital media. Hell, speaking of Rogan, they quietly pulled a bunch of his back catalog. Yeah. Well, you know, don't say stupid shit. I mean, also for a hundred million, you could pull all of my back catalog. Yeah, take whatever you want, man. I don't give a fuck. Right? I'll say other weird shit in the future. I'll probably repeat some weird shit. If you're a long time listener to the show, you have probably heard me repeat some weird shit multiple times. Absolutely, I've heard you repeat multiple shit, and I don't listen to every episode you put out. I listen to a few. Oh, not all of them though. I don't. I don't even listen to my own episodes, dude. I well, really no, don't. no, no one listens to their own episodes. After you edit it, why the fuck would you go back and listen to it? Do you listen to podcasts? Oh yeah. Who do you listen to? A lot of Legion of Skanks, actually. Uh, makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't know how Louis to take J that. Those Jay Gomez and uh, Big J hey. Okerson. Uh Yeah, they're cool dudes, you know. But it makes sense because they're into the, the grimy sexual you know, stuff like you, which is cool. I mean, I like it too. I like this Legion of Skanks. I, I want to go to Skankfest one time. I went to Skankfest in eighteen. It was a lot of fun. I want to go, uh, not this year. Like no. the, the, the year that the year that has passed. Yeah, uh, well, the one that like people were talking about having breakthrough cases from Skankfest South. So yeah, no, no, thanks. Um, I'm not ready for that kind of travel um, yet. I'll go to Austin. I want to go to Austin. Um, I think that's part of my plans. Let me know when you're going to Austin. I'll roll down there with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and go. I can't really talk about it too much, but I am working on something that will require a press cycle that will lead us to Texas. And uh, 
I'm the plan is to do kill Tony and potentially, you know, do the fishing to see if we can get on the JRE. Uh, but that's, you know, whenever the thing gets announced, we'll go from there. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, uh, but, you know, that's the thing. I have a lot of little things like cooking. Nothing's popped off yet, but, you know, little by little. I mean, the podcast has popped off. I think it's doing okay. No, you're doing well. You're doing well. And I'm just having fun. Just having com- like And it's getting, it's getting more fun. I'm actually breaking more, like, I'm, I don't care about the fucking press cycles. You know, I get it that sometimes that's the only way to get a hold of certain guests is if they're promoting a new project or a new album or a new book. That's usually like when they're on the road doing these types of things. But I, I want to address it for like five minutes and then let's just talk. You know, let's just have a conversation. And the last few episodes have been really fucking deep in, in that sense to me where we will break down certain topics really detailed and uh i need more of that i I want more of that because the press cycle shit it it cut it in the beginning it's an easy way to it's an easy way to get big name guests if you're you know promising to uh, talk about the project you know the pr people love that so it's helped and i've had a lot of uh, i still i work with like four or five different pr uh, ladies that all do a great job hooking me up with some of the people but it takes a lot of emailing, a lot of Instagram messaging, a lot of, hey, I'd love to have you on the show, and then get ghosted. And then, like, three months later, they respond, like... Because they have something to fucking promote. Right. Like, oh, hey, yeah. Well, welcome to being a real podcaster. Yeah, I'd love to. It's like, oh, yeah. of course. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy doing the show. I think it's fun. I'm going to keep doing it. But I do want more. I, like I said, I want to do the, the travel show. I want to... I want to have other, like I said, the books. I wasn't fucking around with the books. I have two novels, one book based on the podcast and one book based on a, like an autobiography bio thing bullshit. Uh, on top of all that, I've got other shows that I've written, animated show for Jack of All Trades. There was Punisher Patrol, which is a skit show that I wrote that I wanted to put, put out there. So I have all these things that I've been putting in the bank and I've got to like, get them out there you just got executed on them yeah just get them out there put them out because a lot of times like what i'm doing now is trying to sell this travel show when the best idea would be to just fucking do it yeah just fucking do it just fucking do the show put it out like i've been doing with the podcast and that's it because if i wait for somebody to come in and give me some money it's not going to happen well and the thing about it is they may inflict their vision upon you because it's their money that too they want to but you know i'm okay with selling some of these projects though off like, <laughs> well, I mean, one of my other buddies one of my other buddies who was all about doing a travel show was like oh i'm gonna do it my way or i'm not gonna do it i'm like why aren't you doing it yourself well i don't want to do it that way i'm like you know you're an unproven commodity right like right why is netflix gonna hand you hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars to do this you're an unproven commodity just do it yourself yeah. Just fucking do it yourself. I will say, I'm very thankful. I think the numbers are good. I don't know anything about numbers. I'm not a smart guy. But I will say... That's why he keeps doing the show. When I, when I, when I see the numbers, when I, when I do occasionally look into the analytics, it looks good. It's always green. It's always up. It's a lot of numbers. I think that looks cool. I guess we're doing something right. So best I can do is just keep doing it. And... Um, try i uh, try and put myself out more in like this like coming out here do this uh monday 
I'm doing uh, Peaked with Frank Castillo. Frank Castillo of Roast Battle in the Comedy Store. Roast Battle fucking champion Frank Castillo. That's right. Uh, I'm going to do his podcast called Peaked. And he's going to make me smoke dabs. And I just smoked a joint. And you saw how fucked up I got. So the dab is going to be a problem. I'm worried about it. I'm Ubering over there. I'm not going to drive. Um, but yeah, you know, I figure putting myself out there like that helps grow the brand. 100%. 100%. And that's the point. I think I want to grow a brand. I think RRBG has brand potential. You know, I stole the CBGB's logo. That's what the RRBG logo is. If you look at it, it's CBGB's. Uh, we can rebrand. That's fine. But I think the concept of RRBG makes sense. I think it's something that's not available. There's people trying to do it. They're not doing it right. I am calling out. No, I'm not going to call out any other podcast. <laughs> You're right fucking here, man. That's no. fucking a pain. Ouch. No, Ouch. I'm going to say, like, there's, there's, you know, I'm not unique in terms of on the outside. Like, as a person... If you were a person going to a store that's selling podcasts and they're just on the shelf, what I'm doing is not unique in terms of content. When you look at the descriptor, Eddie talks to celebrities or musicians or whatever. Like there's a thousand of those. I'm not doing anything new and exciting. But the way I do it and and also the the idea that I have of, of having the collaborative beers happen on the travel show or whatever, I think that's something. I think that could be something that no one else is doing. I don't disagree at all so help me make that happen folks if you're watching right now come see me check out the podcast go to my instagram go to the patreon well, hit I'm, me up if you have some kind of talent that you can put to work you know what i mean well i guess we're gonna call last call if eddie's just doing his plugs no we're gonna keep talking if you want but i wanted to just plug i feel well it actually is about that time eddie it's about that time it's about that time all right let's wrap it up i do have one thing we have to chug a beer okay we can chug a beer all right one more tea for for the beer i'll go grab the beer if you want to talk to the audience i mean i don't want to talk to the audience fuck the audience why are the, why are you here still it's been two hours and fucking like 10 minutes why are you still here don't you have anything better to do i gotta go home with my wife you should kick me out sooner like eddie's gonna be sleeping on a couch because you're still here Eddie apparently forgot how podcasting works and is talking off mic. I am not sleeping on the couch. Eddie, Eddie, I'm fucking up Eddie's home life. Look, here's what's going to happen, dude. We're going to shotgun this fucking beer. Oh, uh, let's not actually shotgun it because we have a lot of expensive gear around. And I do, damn it. do not want to fucking oh, fucking pussy. Anyway, check out the Rock and Roll Beer Guy beer. It's available now at Gorilla Mall. It's the only location in California that has it. It's uh, the I Don't Really Listen to Podcasts Modern American Lager. It's a collaboration I did with Cosmic Eye Beer from Nebraska. There's yours. <sighs> and uh, this was part of the Vox and Hops, which is the aforementioned other podcasts that are doing things similar to me. Vox and Hops is doing that. And, and, but it, it, he's done it the right way by reaching out to me, being a, like, hey, man, you want to be a part of this thing I'm doing? I'm like, fuck yeah. Amazing. I'm all about that. There's other podcasts doing what I'm doing. Don't reach out. And they don't, they don't, they don't want to collaborate. That's fine. No one wants to collaborate with me. Yeah, there you go. So, I finally got something like this to happen—a beer of my own. I I take great pride in this. And I'm not drinking the shit. Four percent. Four percent. That's why I said shotgun, bro. Four percent. So I said shotgun. It's a shotgunner. We're not gonna shotgun it here. I don't want to ruin your fucking equipment. 
But uh, I love that he's like, I don't want to ruin your equipment. Like, hey, can I use your equipment for some shit? Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't want to ruin your equipment that I'm going to use. So right, let's right. just chug it normally. Just pop it open. But uh, anyway, I, I I do want to take this time. I'll give you I'll give you one thing. I am going to make more beer with Cosmic Eye. It's happening. We're doing an IPA. So cheers, cheers to you, brother. Where's the fucking Matt Slayer fucking whiskey? Is the question. It's not actually bad. It's a little tart. I don't know if it's supposed uh, to be a little tart. Have you never drank your own beer before? I have, but it's a little... It's a little more citrusy than normal. I think it's because um, I've had this for a bit. This is a little older now. You you brought skunked beer to my house? This is the last cans. I, I couldn't get proper distribution, so I had uh, Sam ship me some <laughs> cans over for me to share with folks. But the next one will have proper distribution. I've uh at Knotfest I met a distribution company. They were super cool. So uh Hardyhood, shout out to them. Hopefully I'll make a beer and then Hardyhood will send it to everybody. And that way people can drink my beer. And that's the goal, man. Just make more beer, make more podcasts, have fun, do cool shit, knock on your table. Um and you know, I hope you and I do more work together. I feel that we can and I think we can take over this fucking shit. Oh my god, I don't work. I work a lot, and not. I just don't work the, at all. Come on, and not just on the podcast. Like I have a day job, and it sucks. Get me out of my day job. It doesn't suck. I love. I love my day job. I'm not You're like whoa, whoa, whoa. They follow me on socials. Fuck. I'm not. I haven't <laughs> said the name, but you can figure it out if you. I know mean, me. they know. They know. But I have a. I like my job. I just. You understand. I have a dream. Mark. Mark. Mark that for editing. Timestamp. Timestamp. I, I have a dream. I have a dream, and I think they know that. They see the they see what I'm doing. I have a dream. I want to make it happen. I want to be able to bring cool shit to everyone. I mean, Matt, you know, you know. I'll like, hey, here's you know, connect with people. Here's Rain and here's this guy. Here, that's all I want to do is just make. I, I think you've only sent me Rain in, but I thought, well, yeah, maybe. You're welcome. <laughs> you inflicted Rain in upon my life. You're welcome. Or inflicted me upon Rain's life. I don't know which one is worse. Adam Woods, we'll get you with. Uh, we'll put you on with Adam Woods. He's a good friend. I don't even know who that is. He does. He does MMA podcasting. You can do his show. I don't know nothing about no MMA. Yeah, but you're uh, you're like an you tell you know you're an actor. You're in adult films, and we we'll get you. We we'll get you on that show. <laughs> I really do need that. And dead serious, I actually do need to do more other people's show. Yes, that's the key, man. That's why, like. Look, and I apologize that you haven't been on my show, but no, you're not. Don't, I, don't I, lie to my no, don't lie to my audience. I'm serious. I, I, you know, I'm sorry you haven't been on the show, but I also I'm like constantly moving. So unless you like hit me with like, hey, can I come on your show? I won't even think about it, and say, and because you're a homie, it's not because I don't think of you, what you're doing career wise. It's just I have like, hey, here's a dude from failure. Here's a dude from Mastodon, and I'm just like constantly like, I don't even have time to hang out with my wife. So whenever I have a moment, I'm looking at my calendar. I'm like, oh, shit, I should talk to Matt. And that's when I, I hit you up. Like, hey, can we please like do your podcast? I just want to sit and I don't have the time anymore. And I want to. So you just hit me up. Hit me up. All right. I'll hit you up and be like, uh, can I come do your yes, podcast? Yes, please. Like the, what I do. Do to me what I do to you. <laughs> well, to be fair, look, 
I did the second time you're on the show. I hit you up to come do the show. That's true. That is true. That was like pandemic times. I only agreed because I thought we were all going to die. Oh, um, uh, we still are. <laughs> we still are all going to die. I think I thought you said we already died. What happened? No, no. I said you already. Oh, died. I've already. I'm died. quite alive. So what's wrong with you that you can talk to ghosts? Well, it's actually not quite a ghost. You're kind of plugged in, and I'm talking. Am I undead? Not in the traditional sense. Like, for real, though, if I've died on paper, like. No, no, no. Like, you seen that Jake Gyllenhaal movie? Like, Donnie Darko? No, Source Code? I think I might have. I don't remember, but I think I might have. Yeah, like, you're on the train right now. You're going to keep. Oh, right, right. Yes, yes. I did see that one. Yes. Okay. So, no, for, for, for real, though, think about it. Uh, if I have legally died, does that make me undead? Like, what's my category? I died, and then I'm back. Like, how isn't that undead? No, that's alive. Isn't that zombie? No, that's alive still. That's alive. <laughs> what's a zombie? What makes it a zombie then? It's a reanimated corpse at that point. But so am I. They brought me back with paddles. Yeah, that's. I mean, are you calling paddles magic? It's electricity. If you're a fucking be, juggalo, you don't know how magnets or electricity yeah, work? If, 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 you know, how do they work? No, but, you know, I was brought back. That's my point. They brought me back. I was gone. Doesn't that make you a zombie? No. no. A flatliner? Could I, could I call myself a flatliner? Like in that, that I mean, movie if you with, want to. Like it was you, a key for Sutherland? If you want to call yourself Cannon's finishing move. Who? Canyon. Canyon's finishing move is the flatliner? Yeah. I forgot about that one. That's my bad. Sorry, Canyon. Rest in peace, Canyon. He's dead, sorry, too. Sorry, Canyon. I'm sorry, dude. You flatlined. You you finished your finisher. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's. I'm not a normal human at this point, though, because I have been through that. I feel like there should be a category. Pansexual. Is that it? Am I getting it right? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think that one counts either. I just don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think I'm, you know, I can't be a zombie because I'm not eating brains and i'm not uh mindless all the way anyway um anyway let's wrap it up i mean we were trying to do that like 20 minutes let's wrap it up uh everybody that's watching and listening i apologize to matt slayer for not uh being on my show before i also apologize to matt slayer for using his government name which will not be in post so will not be in post but just know that it happened and you missed out Maybe it'll be a Patreon exclusive. Fuck no, it won't. <laughs> Fuck no, it won't. Uh, please uh, catch me on Peaked. Uh, not outside. Catch me on Peaked with Frank Castillo <laughs> soon. I love that you were plugging other podcasts on my podcast. I love that. It's just me plugging myself. Plug me. Come watch me do things uh, with Frank Castillo. Come watch me do things. Come hang out with me at the store. I'm I'm trying to oh, go. Oh, no invite from me. Still... Look, I'm look. I'm the one getting invited. I'm being sneaked in. Come hang out with me at the store. I'm usually there for roast battle. Um, yeah, you know, I'm always hanging out with Joel and and Karma uh, Chris because they perform there and they are gracious enough to invite me to hang out. So, come to the store. It's not dead. Everybody in Austin. LA's open. I keep seeing this on all the podcasts. Oh, you know, what's going on in LA? Is it open yet? Yeah. We have shows. Yeah. Come hang out. We ignore, we're just like you. We ignore the cr- fucking COVID's a thing. Yeah. Just like you, Texas. 
just like you. We are open. But guess what? We can have abortions unlike you. That's right. I can raw dog in the state. That's right. That is goddamn right. Come hang out. We're open. The comedy store's open. The improv's open. The fucking venues are open. I've seen my favorite bands this year. Between the Barrier and Me, Every Time I Die, Mastodon, Opeth. I've, won, I've been to a bunch of fucking shows. Not Fest. Going to Decibel next week. I want to watch fucking Converge play Jane Doe in its entirety. That, to me, is amazing. So I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, is California open? Yeah. Yeah, Texas. Go fuck yourself. I'm not going to Texas to live ever. I'll come hang out and party with you guys 100%. I'll bring some weed. I know you can't get any while you're there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Eddie, since we're actually going to call last call, where can they find you on the things? I don't know why I'm holding the mic like this, but I am. Stop caressing the mic. Oh. And um, you can find me at RRBG. You can see the stolen CBGB logo right there. Um, I also have business cards with that same logo in the front. I made these the other day at Target, and they forgot to charge me for them. I, you just gave your phone number out on camera. That's fine. Call me. I'm fucking bored. I have nothing going on. That's My why life, he's here. That's why I'm here. I got nothing going on. I don't have a day job. But no, for real. Follow me, RRBG Podcast, at RRBG Podcast. If you want to be a fucking weirdo and follow my personal account, it's it's at Paravu, and it's just me, pictures of me and my dog, and, and more stuff from the podcast. I can attest to that. Yeah, it's not exciting. I put more effort into the RRBG Podcast. Follow that. Down to Hatch Pod, DTH Pod, at, on Instagram, at DTH Pod. There's a new show I'm trying to start with Joe Jimenez and Chroma Chris. We have it all written out and agreed to it. We're just trying to find a, a place to do it. Um, we were going to do it at the comedy store. Shit got weird with the pandemic. So it's kind of like up in the air and we're trying to find a spot. We might just do it at uh, Van Corona's spot, which is uh, 4933 Productions. He's a photographer for the comedy store. He, uh, you know, great dude, good quality stuff. We might do the show from there. I don't know. Might do it from here. Fuck it. Hey, Matt. Can we do a podcast here? Sure. There you go. We're going to do it here at uh, Matt Slayers. <laughs> Either way, at RRBG Podcast, at DTH Pod, uh, at Paravu for me personally. Uh, RRBGpodcast.com has all of the things. Patreon.com slash RRBG. He'll update it sometime this year. I'll update it. You know, there, Like I said, there's some stuff there. I was on a lot of Adderall at Psycho. It was rough. So, um, you know. I'm just trying to create stuff for you guys to have fun with and with me because I'm having a crazy little journey and I want other people to be a part of it. So come hang out. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I feel like my podcast studio is more professional than other podcast studios at this point. It was just kind of fucked up because it's still in my apartment. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. Uh, so what I've learned is that you want to focus on whatever's in front of the lens. So as long as your shot is good, it doesn't really matter what's going on. Well, I mean, that's why the whole curtain yeah, yeah, is yeah. happening. There's not a whole lot going on elsewhere. As long, all that matters is what's in here. So I need to work on that, too, because my, my show is just all of my living room, too. And I don't have any blackout curtains like you do. But, um, but yeah, you, you're, you're doing it better than most people. Fucking, and I'll call him out right here. Jamie Josta of Hatebreed has the Josta Show, one of the most popular podcasts in the world. I love it. I love Jamie. I love Hatebreed. Dude looks like he's fucking podcasting out of his office with like zero effort you know what i mean like there's no production value and that's fine if that's that's all it takes for him 
He's a busy man, you know, touring with Hatebreed. But your production is better than Jamie Justice's production. I mean, to throw a little more shade on another podcast, just for the hell of it, since we're doing it real quick, the the official Pornhub podcast is not on video. What? Yeah. I started, so I've uploaded a couple episodes to Pornhub, and I looked at what other podcasts are on Pornhub. The official Pornhub podcast is audio only. Why don't you reach out to them? Tell me you want to do their video podcast. Because uh, Asa's based out of New York. Time to move to New York. That's a <laughs> hard fucking pass. <laughs> that hard fucking pass is brought to you by... You can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer. You can get to the fucking Patreon where we have a lot of exclusive content, not just podcast stuff, gaming and uh, other random shenanigans that I, I make weird little videos sometimes. He showed me some. They're awesome. At patreon.com slash Matt Slayer. You can find the podcast at and Now We Drink on Twitter and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram because someone is still camping and Now We Drink. Uh, and until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Whoever that is, fuck you. Nah, shame my type. <laughs>